Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Hi, folks. This is, of course, Coxie from The Lost Art of Wrestling. Uh, before the start of this episode, just a brief disclaimer that there is, um, in the second half of the episode from about 1 hour 20-something onwards, there is a sort of audible buzzing noise in the background. This is due to my laptop being a bit of a twat. And... Uh, Unfortunately, it is. It's not the high qual, well, semi-high quality audio you normally used to. I have salvaged it as best as I can, but unfortunately, it's, there's not much else I can do with it. Um, so you may just have to bear with it. Uh, we do apologise, and hopefully, it won't happen again in future. Um, but otherwise, enjoy the show. <laughs> Welcome to another edition of the Lost Art of Wrestling. Kayfabe. Such a bell end. What? This is not Kayfabe. It is Kayfabe. Oh, God. It's going to work. <laughs> Trust me. The first episode of 2017 ruined. That's it. We're off the air now. <laughs> Cancelled. We've only been back like two minutes. Yeah. Well, not 24 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> Oh dear. <laughs> yes, it's our first 2017 episode. The December episode. It's a bit late for December, mate. I don't even know what date is anymore. I'm still on that loop of bank holidays and shit. Oh. So, it's currently Tuesday somewhere in like 2057. Blame Coxie's booking for the delay. The talent was available. What? <laughs> Such a cheesy grin I'm being given there, whilst he holds his lost art of podcasting mug. Yes. One of only four in existence. <laughs> Copyright 2017. Um, no, yes, we're, we are back. Yeah. After a brief hiatus. Yeah. Um, Still not doing Heat Wave 98. We might do, if we run out of topics. Well, we'll see. Which is fully inevitability with this one. Well, we'll see. It's more <laughs> a time constraint. <laughs> That as well. Maybe. I'm about as prepared as uh, an unprepared man. Well, you should be prepared. You're the booker. <laughs> I just show up. You know, present yeah, gold. You're, you're meant to show up and present gold and you're just presenting me shit. Fuck off. Present <laughs> audio gold every time. The non-award winning podcast that hasn't won an award. Yet. So, Teddy, how many hookers have you had over Christmas? 
<laughs> no, and I'm married. <laughs> oh, I thought we were doing a whole Austin Teddy thing, like here at the ranch, you know. Teddy, how many hookers did you have before Christmas? <laughs> I don't know, I don't listen. I've told you this. <laughs> I, know, I thought you may have sort of give it another try, but... Uh, no, I haven't picked it back up yet. Mm. Mainly because I've got that many podcasts I listen to. Yeah, I unfortunately. Um, but yeah, no. I, I don't know. Like I say, same story every time, innit? Yeah. Uh, I've got to talk about... Let's talk to Teddy. <laughs> oh, there's a, there's a deer. Yeah. I, I fed it. Yeah. Oh, and we've I, changed the feed that we feed the deers with. <laughs> That's oh, important. And, and we've got a, this new feed. I suggest you buy this new feed. While I'm talking about this, why don't you go and download this app so you can shoot deers like you're at the Broker School Ranch, even though you're not. And there's a rat. A big rat. That keeps eating his uh, engines yeah. and stuff. <laughs> yeah. There you go. 30 minutes of adverts. See you later. Yeah. <laughs> but we need to address the elephant in the room, Bunkle. Okay. Well, they're not here currently, but we need to address the elephant. Fair enough, <laughs> in, fair in enough. In the most non-insulting way possible. <laughs> since, since you keep saying cave in crying... Yeah, and we need to address why it's in crying. I think people people have fully sussed it out already. He's not. You're not. Uh, uh, what's the word? Not secluded. Reclusive. Yeah, I'm not really reclusive. No, so the people may already know. But what? Why it's in crayon? Yes. Well, because you didn't want to call it the last time. It's as simple as that. <laughs> and I did. <laughs> so yeah. That's why it says Cave and Crayon. <laughs> I thought we were going hot towards a whole announcement. What announcement? Of your family announcement. Oh, right. Oh. I thought that was why it was in crayon, rather than just the fact you're an untalented little shit. <laughs> <laughs> no, who's down to the fact I'm untalented? <laughs> yeah, you call yourself the talent. <laughs> No, no. Audio, uh, in terms of uh, vocally talented, yeah, yeah, why not? Let's go with that. But so in terms are, of uh, actual drawing skills and stuff, no. Terribly not, <laughs> no. <laughs> you might as well tell them now that you're... Oh, I, I'm expecting my first child. There we go. There we go. That's, that's what Big crane, news. That's what the crane isn't for. No, that's not why <laughs> I was in crayon. Fair, I came up with the... No, I didn't come up with the crayon thing before I knew. Oh no, wait. Yes, you did. Yes, I did. I came up with her anyway. Did you? I don't know. I might have to cut this bit. It's <laughs> <laughs> compelling listening. But no, um, so jumping into wrestling. Yeah, yeah. Um, so at the end of 2016, we had World of Sport. <laughs> so I was saying that again about FaceTime. We had World of Sport. <laughs> yeah, I haven't watched it. I watched a bit on GMTV before. No, not GMTV. This morning. Yeah. I watched that bit, and then I didn't watch the actual show, because I wasn't there. I have it recorded. I will watch it eventually. But everybody said it's terrible. So I watched the first hour and a half, and then went for food. It's longer than an hour and a half? It's two hours. It's a two-hour show. I did not know that. Yeah. I thought it was like an hour. No. Okay. Um, but I didn't, I didn't understand... The fact that the the very first match was a World of Sport title match. Surely that should be the main event. You'd think so. But essentially it went on from being... It opened with the World of Sport title match. Right. So there's no reason as to why these two have been picked for this title match. Okay. Here are two guys. One of them which was Grado. And the other one was Dave Mastiff. 
Okay, well, we all know how that's going to go. <laughs> well, Dave Mastiff came out looking like he killed someone's dog and wore it. <laughs> <laughs> he had, like, this this fur shoulder pad thing on. Right. And then he had some of, like, his boys with him, like Johnny Moss. Oh, God. And um, I think it was Rampage Brown. Okay, well, okay. Char, I can't remember, someone with him. Right. And uh, so they came out with their things on. They had like the same, all right, the like, same, same style. Yeah, dog hair. It, it looked like it. Oh dear. <laughs> and um, <laughs> so they had the match. Mastiff won. So then Mastiff with the World Sports Champion. Was it a World Sports Rules match? No. So you've already failed your audience. <laughs> they sort of, they've about, seemed to have abandoned the old British round style and just gone. Well, here's professional wrestling. Right. So, right, so you're trying to put over British professional wrestling yeah, as it is today. Yeah. Okay, I don't but mind with, that. But with, like, sort of, I'd gladiate the new gladiators into the mix. Why? Why was it, how? How do you mean? The, like, there's, taught, like, competitions? Not so much competitions, more the sort of how it was presented. Right, the presentation okay. style, it felt very gladiatorish. Right. Okay, so I know what you mean. So, like, like, yeah, I know what you're trying to say. So it was kind of like... When they started having the gladiators cutting promos on each other and stuff, like, it was, yeah. very, it was very bright. Yeah. Very sort of, like, you had two sides of fans, because you had, yeah. like, JR and Alex Shane down here on this end. There's also a point where it, it cut to them two on, on, they just come out for the adverts. Right. And JR's like, oh, we're going to go backstage and... See Melissa or whoever the interview was, and see what she has to say. What Dave Mastiff had to say, and he's reading off a script in front of him. Yes, in his hand. Yes, on camera. Wow. You think you'd at least have a teleprompter, or yeah. he'd know it? Yeah. Put it, write it on your hand like the Rock did. Yeah. But no, it was literally he had a piece of paper there in front of him, and he's uh, looking like CNA style. Yeah, get the cameras back there. It's like, oh, we're going backstage to something that she's interviewing Dave Mastiff. Wow. Yeah. It makes you wonder who booked it and who shot it, who decided to do it this way. I'm guessing well, with Alex Shane being on commentary, he was involved. I'd, that's a guess. I'd say he was. Um, but then it's also like with the the crown things. It was like like someone had hired a WWE cameraman and gone right. You're going to film this bit. They're going to film this kid in the audience reacting. Right. Why? Why do we keep seeing shots of audience people? I want to see the focus yeah. on the ring. Yeah, yeah. So. Well, I mean, to be fair, that's one of the things that I like about the Japanese shows is you almost, in fact, you never see the crowd. No. It's blacked out yeah. as well. And the way the Japanese crowds are with them being silent for most, the majority of the time <laughs> anyway, which... I also love. <laughs> um, you know, you see, that's one of the things that I never liked about the WWE is because every time, you know, there's a big move, cut to an audience member. John Cena's lost, cut to some kids crying. And it's like, yeah, I don't really care. <laughs> cut to some grown man crying in his affliction <laughs> t-shirt because he's gay. Cut to Brock Lesnar guy. Yeah. Just because he's Brock Lesnar guy. Yeah, Exactly. The one time that it did actually work was when the Undertaker lost and they cut to Ellis Mibber or whatever he's called. <laughs> that boy. worked. Boy. Boy. <laughs> yeah, he could be a boy. Bunkle stable of boys. <laughs> what fun boy? Yeah. <laughs> but 
No, I, I mean, I haven't watched the World of Sports show. I do intend to watch it. Um, I say I watched a bit on the uh, on this morning, building up to it, and the, that got a lot of heat actually from like you know stay at home mums who think that it's too aggressive. We shouldn't be showing our children this. Well, we now whilst we show you like with some woman with tits now. Well, yeah, I was just kind of yeah. like it, it's too aggressive. Um, surely it's showing kids that when they're getting bullied, they can stand up to them. Or they should go and tell somebody, or they should, you know, it can be taken either way. It's just because you have no job and have nothing better to do with your life, you've decided that, no, it's wrong. You know. It's... <laughs> what's that, what's wrong? That, what's that old saying, uh, is it fighting over old rope or something? It's... Yeah, it's crying over spilled milk, isn't it? Yeah. You know, just, they're just complaining because it's not something they. Oh, my, my child wouldn't fight. I'm not having my child watching that. But it, here you are, here you are, little Jimmy. You have a copy of Call of Duty, but don't kill anyone on it. Even yeah. it's rated 18. Yeah. Oh, what's that game you're playing? Call of Duty. What are you doing on it? It's a war game. Yeah. Oh, that's the same argument. And you call yourself a parent? <laughs> not you personally. I just mean these mums that complain. Oh yeah, I know. <laughs> I won't complain. Yeah. I wish I could get people to watch wrestling. <laughs> But alas, it is only me. <laughs> Again, you call yourself a talent. You meant to get yourself over. I am over. Just by being in the room, I'm over. <laughs> what? Well, Coxie's in disbelief, but he's the booker. <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> While we're on the subject, I yes. probably should have, I probably should apologise for what I said at the end of the last show when I said I don't think anybody's stupid enough to believe Goldberg can win over Brock Lesnar and he won. I didn't realise that the creative was that daft, <laughs> but I'd also like to point out I did state on the show if he's only back for one match, then why would he go over? He's back for more than one match. <laughs> Well, in is, my defence. The problem was, he, when you did say that, it was announced, it was like, right, Goldberg is doing one match, and then yeah. like, literally an hour before Survivor Series started, he's like, oh, he's signed on for more matches. Right, right. Well, so, I know he's in the Rumble, which is going to mean nothing. Yeah. Um, I'm dreading the fact that they're probably going to have Roman Reigns go over at the Rumble, <laughs> whether it be in the Rumble oh, match or the title oh. match. Probably both, knowing the WWE. Um, but yeah, no, that's the last thing anybody wants to see. Um, <laughs> I'm kind of hoping Bray goes over in the Rumble, but I've been saying that for years. Yeah. So have most of the internet, to be yeah. fair. <laughs> um, and I don't imagine it happening now since they held the belts for what, eight weeks? Uh, eight weeks? Eight was days. It? Eight days, Something. sorry. Yeah, eight days they held the tag titles and then they took them back off them again, which was stupid. But there we go. And you claim you haven't watched. <laughs> I have watched bits and pieces. But, yeah, so I apologise for calling everybody stupid. Though it was still a stupid idea if he hadn't assigned for more matches. It's still stupid because now Brock Lesnar is worthless to your company. And The Undertaker's streak is also worthless to your company. <laughs> so, what, 20 years of build? Gone in an instant. We have a Paul Heyman. We have a bunkle. Yeah. <laughs> well, seriously, I'm I'm actually shocked that Lesnar didn't just kill him out of you know, just cause he's brought Lesnar. Yeah. It was like, no, I disagree with your decision. Then I read the friends outside the ring, 
So I was like, okay, maybe that's why I didn't just give him a concussion and murder him. Yeah. <laughs> but um, the friends outside the ring, it was Brock Lesnar's idea. Yeah, whole... which is I don't get. But the building up to Goldberg Lesnar again at Mania. Yeah. Because I'm assuming they're going to eliminate each other at the Rumble. Or one, yeah, one something will happen that, or it'll be like the final four. It'll yeah, be like, it'll be like Reigns, Goldberg, Lesnar. And person X, probably John Cena. <laughs> oh yeah. Hopefully it's not because what I'm actually hoping is the fi- is they might actually push someone in that final four. They might have Samoa Joe in it, and everybody's like, as if a guy from NXT is still in it. What is going on here? But no, it, they say, won't. There'll be some, be someone really daft. will have like your boy in it, James Ellsworth. Yeah, it'll be some shit like that. <laughs> They've ruined his character now already. Oh look, this woman's interested in him. <laughs> oh, wonderful. It's like they've ruined Noam Dar already. Noam Dar keeps losing. Oh, but it's because he's so distracted by Alicia Fox. Oh, wonderful. Absolutely brilliant. <laughs> so he's a sex pest. Brilliant. What a gimmick. <laughs> oh, Sorry, I, I, I haven't watched the matches. I've read it on you know Facebook posts and stuff like that and everything WWE puts up about him is oh is he distracted by her now oh he's got a new <clears throat> girlfriend oh maybe this woman's interested in him no stop it now stop with this stupid diva shit we've spent time building a woman's division so we didn't have to look at these stupid valets who have nothing better to do and who have no talent unlike Maurice who actually is talented don't mind that just gloss over it stop it now stop it now it's like when they tried to come up with the storyline of having uh, the hurricane turn heel because he was infatuated with Trish Stratus and she had, she, he wrote her a letter and put it in her locker and then a boyfriend showed up. Stupid idea. Stupid. <laughs> you seem very angry today. Uncle. I'm not very angry, no. It's just things like that bug me because I know how talented Norm Dar is and having seen him live yeah. and I know how good he can be and I'm sorry but everything I've seen of the cruiserweight champion Rich Swan has been pretty mediocre if not shite and you have somebody who's extremely talented isn't really getting put in matches Ooh. and your idea to get him over is oh let's start a love triangle <laughs> stupid They've, it's never got over it's never got anybody over Mainly, you know, we're going down the lines of, oh, well, Kane and Leah have sex, and then she's pregnant, and then Snitsky punts her, and punts the baby, and blah, blah, blah. Well, we're going down these things. It wasn't his fault, though. But that's where we're heading. That's where we're heading yeah. with this. This is the only way you can end it. <laughs> and seriously, no. No, not interested. That's why I'm a bit annoyed with what the... Uh, to be fair, I'll, I'll, I'll carry on ranting if you want, but... It's like The Miz, The Miz and, the, and Dean Ambrose and this whole, oh, well, co- yes, I understand The Miz has Maurice, but it works because they're supposed to be this power couple that's, you know, like Hollywood movie couple. stars and whatever. Yeah, yeah, they are, right? But that works. That's a really good gimmick. And the way The Miz is being is really, really good. He's getting really over. Oh, let's have him job to Dean Ambrose a little bit and let's get Rene Young involved because out, off screen, Rene Young and Dean Ambrose are... Together, they're having sex and whatever, right? <laughs> I don't know the terms of their relationship, um, but now we have to have her involved, which 
instantly, in a second, goes, right, well then, everybody who really liked Renee Young was kind of turned on by her and then watched the show because they were kind of turned on by her. Now it's like, oh, well, she's got a boyfriend. Now I've got no chance. So now they're no longer interested in her. So now they're not invested. And, oh, look, Dean Ambrose is ruined as well because now he has to walk around with a valet who can't wrestle. Excellent. Am I wrong? <laughs> Tell me I'm wrong. No, you're not. <laughs> <laughs> it's like when they said something like, oh, Renee Young has been fined or Maurice has been fined $5,000 for slapping slapping the other. Oh, yeah, like, yeah, for slapping Renee Young, yeah. Because yeah. she's but, not a wrestler. But we know we're heading to a match at Mania that's a mixed tag match. Yeah. Which, piss break. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yay. <laughs> that's all that match is going to be. And I wouldn't mind, but people are now really invested in the Miz. And to be fair, Dean Ambrose is just on his way down from a, you know, a run at the title. So they're actually doing something right with him. Okay, he's dropping out of the title picture and falling back down the ladder. And okay, he's going for the, ne- the secondary belt. That makes a lot of sense. It's recycling it. the character. I know he won it. Don't don't get me started on that. <laughs> don't get me started on that. <laughs> because that's going to be another one of those like, oh, well, we put it on him for six days and then he loses. Loses the Rumble or something. Like yeah, that. exactly. And well, it's no, just... He won't lose at the Rumble. He'll lose it at the second, what's it called? Uh, Fastlane or Oh, yeah, yeah, that's it. The Fast one lane. no one cares about. Yeah, the one that no one's going to watch. But no, no. Um, I can't remember what my original point was. You're saying about like... The fact Renee Young, Renee Young's not a wrestler. Before I even got onto the Renee Young bit, I was talking about Noam Dar. Yeah, you're talking about Noam Dar being a sex pest. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not saying he is in real life because you know he seems a, like a good guy. And to be fair, I don't even mind like the whole Scottish supernova gimmick yeah. that the world that I assumed they were going to put on him and push him with because that's how it comes up when he's on, when it comes up on Facebook talking about him. But this whole oh, let's do a storyline where he's interested in this guy's girlfriend. Stupid. Well, I did see a video where he's like, it's just him saying Alicia Fox for 10 minutes. Yeah. They're just going, Alicia Fox, Alicia Fox. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> and you're telling me they're not booking him as a sex pest. <laughs> it was sort of one to one made in a loop. Yeah. Like, but it was one of them, obviously, pissed your neighbours off if they were. Yeah. You get revenge of your neighbours, he's like, I'm trying to sleep before work. Well, I thought you were going to have a rave. Well, here's, here's Noam Dar saying Alicia Fox for 10 hours when I go to work. <laughs> no, but I say, I just think it's... I, I hope they stop doing that right away. They need to kill that now. Really quickly. Put the belt it, on him. He seems to have been in like a lot of like six-man tags or something. Yeah, well, that's... <sighs> but it just seems to be like to get the cruiserweights at airtime on Raw. Yeah. So. I, I, I need, I think, to be fair, I think they should stop doing that. To be honest, I understand that Raw has the cruiserweights and that's and you, you know we're supposed to showcase them. Yeah. yeah, on Raw. We're supposed to give them a bit of time on Raw, but they have their own show for a reason. Mm. Yeah. If people want to watch the cruiserweights, they'll watch the show. Yeah. Yeah. Most of the people who watch the cruiserweights already have a subscription. Yeah. And okay, I understand you want to get new fans, but the best way to get new fans is to put quality matches on the pay-per-views. Yeah. We don't need oh a six man tag where they all come in, hit the finishes, and then they go home. Yeah, inside five minutes. Mm. Yeah, that's that, that's not what we need because they're not even established teams. It, yeah? it reminds me of the time that I saw. Um, it was around the time they saw when the women's rights thing was come, like kicking off. So yeah, you must like show women at least once a week on TV or whatever, or once a show. Yeah. So they started having like the, the ten diva tag matches. Right. Right. Yeah. And what <laughs> one of them I read the results for, but it's when they actually put the times on, so it's like yeah. Such as this in this match, eight minutes and something. Yeah. Ten diva tag match, thirty-two seconds. 
Yeah. It's just to get them screen time. But mm. this, it's not good screen time. Screen time. It's no use to anyone. Mm. They all get dark entrances, and then it's like, oh, we've come back from a break to this match, and it's over. Yeah. And it's like, <laughs> they spend more time celebrating than the match lasted. Yeah. And it's like, wow. And I mean, you know, that, that was back in the days when there was no talent in the women's division. The, uh, like, the Bellas are fucking dinosaurs in today's <laughs> era. Um, and the fact that they're still trying to push them is beyond me. Um, or at least Nikki, anyway. It's beyond me. Um, and, you know, women's wrestling's come a long way. We discussed that in the last podcast about the main event in pay-per-views now. Mm. Yeah, which is, uh, it's something I never imagined when I first started watching wrestling because it was all about the, hey, here's this blonde bimbo. Uh, look how hot she is. Guess what she's doing next month? Playboy. And it's like, excellent. That's why I watch this show. <laughs> or at least one of the reasons. Yeah. Nowadays, you don't get that. And good. Distance yourself from it. You need to. Because the way, the world has changed, you can't you can't act like that nowadays. But for some reason, they're stuck in the dark ages they're, with some of this stuff. With like I say, with what they're doing with Noam Dar, with what they're doing with the Miz and Ambrose. The Miz and Ambrose could have a really really good feud that doesn't need the women involved at all. But we have to have them involved. They're doing it with Lana, Rusev, and Enzo. Yeah. Why? Why? Just because we all know they got married, it was all over social media. Why are you now insinuating that, that something's going to happen between her and Enzo? Oh, and it just ends up with Rusev crushing him every week. Because, well, yeah, he's like the weak part of the tag team. Mm, you know, it doesn't push anyone. It does, it's just, it's basically, we have nothing better for you. So this is what you're doing. What Rusev should actually be doing is, okay, he's dropped back from challenging Roman Reigns for the title. But why is he not now being pushed to do something else? There's... The, he should be in a feud with Seth Rollins, if anything. That's because he's it's your number two heel, or in, in air quotes, your number two heel that's Rusev, yeah. and then your number two babyface, mm. which is Seth Rollins, because your number one heel is your champ, Kevin Owens, and your number one babyface, for some reason, is Roman Reigns. <laughs> but that's how it's set up, yeah. because they're in the title picture. And I don't know why Reigns has the US title, because I'm assuming that he's going to go over sooner rather than later, and then probably have to drop it anyway. So that was stupid, ever having him beat Rusev, if he wasn't going to stay and defend the title for a period of time. Yeah. That didn't make any sense. But the, it's like, I didn't understand why they, they, took, they took the belt off The Miz to put it on Ziggler for seven days, if that, yeah. and put it back in The Miz. It was literally just to break up his title reign, so he can say he's had more title runs. Stupid. Really stupid. And that sort of follows follows in tradition of Sasha Banks and Charlotte. Oh, yeah. <laughs> back and forth, back and forth. But at least they're doing something different now. Because now Bailey's yeah, involved Bailey's in the title picture. Yeah. Which, you know what? Freshens it up quite a bit because she's nothing like the other two. Mm. So that's... I mean, even a gimmick's very, uh, it's very different. It's not the whole, oh, I'm a mega bitch or I'm a mega bitch. Yeah. yeah? It's, yeah... It's fresh. It's new, but I say it's. There's. A, I mean, there's other. There's other places they're still doing it. We, you know, with um, with Ellsworth, as we were saying. Oh right. Well, he did his bit. He was involved in the in the title picture. Now we have nothing for you. We're not going to give you an actual singles push or anything like that. It's. Oh, this woman's interested in him. Why? Why is that? How does that push anybody? How does that push either of them? 
How does that help either of their careers go forward? It doesn't. It means we have less interest. Because now we, we used to find her attractive and think, oh, yeah, well, she's really good. Yeah, she's all right. Let's have a look at her. And now we're like, oh, right, she likes that guy? Really? That guy? Him? Over there in the corner with the neck, neck brace on? Yeah, really? No, it doesn't work. It doesn't work. Yeah, that's 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 my rant on uh, yeah what they're and doing I'm with ballets. Another edition of Bunkle's rant reviews, nothing. Sorry, I don't know. What's what's your opinion? Are you inclined to agree, or do you think it works in some of those cases? It's I've not been. I don't understand why. I don't well. Don't understand. Don't understand why they've done the whole thing of like um, we've had Sasha Banks win on a Raw. Yeah, but then it's like every time it's over a pay per view. Oh, well, Charlotte's undefeated at 12 pay-per-views in a row. Yeah, but she loses them. It's, yeah, but the fact they keep saying sort of... it's Oh, well, it's it's this, and it, like she's never won... She's never never been lost at pay-per-view for this consecutive pay-per-views or whatever. Oh, it could be different tonight. And then it's the same thing every bloody time. Yeah. It's like, right, we know she's going to win tonight. We know she's going to lose in about two or three weeks on a row. Mm-hmm. And she's going to win it back at the next pay-per-view. Yeah. So... No, I'll say what do you think about the whole, you know, like the Rene Young thing and them having let the storylines revolve around the women rather than the actual wrestlers. Women rather than wrestlers. Well, like, um, like, because th- that story, that storyline should be about Dean Ambrose and the Miz having good matches and cut, like the Miz cutting awesome promos. Dean Ambrose, take him or leave him. I'm not keen on his promos. A lot of people yeah. really like That's him. <laughs> It's a bit like though if you watch the Austin show promo, he's just sort of sat there looking like he doesn't want to be there. Yeah. Almost looking drunk, if anything. He's just sort of saying very little. Even Austin's like, well, you don't say anything, I'm just going to leave. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, it's it's that thing again, though, like they're going to have Renee Young where it's like, oh, she's, she's not a trained athlete, she's not a wrestler. Yeah, yeah. It's like, she's in a company called WWE. Yeah. It's like... Which on-screen talents other than Byron Saxton probably haven't been in a ring? Byron Saxton has been in a ring. Has he? He was on an uh, NXT season three. Oh, fucking <laughs> <laughs> He was on another season of NXT because that was the return one. Oh, for fuck's sake. Yes. Byron Saxton comes from wrestling. Oh, right. yeah. Byron Saxton, then, fair enough. But sort of, there's probably that one, I can't remember her name, but she's like an backstage interviewer. Oh, the other one? I can't remember her name. I don't know what her name is. The other one. Yeah. There's Renee Young and the other one. Yeah. Yeah, that one. Backstage number two. You, you mean it's currently employed, or do you mean that was currently previously employed? employed? Yeah, Co- yeah, yeah, the other one. Yeah. That. That other one. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know what name. <laughs> if you know what her name is, please write into us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So there's that one. I don't think she's had much or any experience at all. And there's like, well, Corey Graves has wrestled, Michael Cole's wrestled, JBL has wrestled. Yeah. And you have like the pre show panel, like Booker T, Lita. Ronello, he's not wrestled. Ronello, yeah. Yeah. So, all of, what, three people who've never wrestled yeah. in the whole company or even the on screen, on air company. What, of the on air talent? Yeah. Yeah. So. Well, well, that's just it. That's what, but that's, that's what, that's what annoys me about it. But then is it going to list one of them things of like, it could be, oh, well, Renee Young isn't, isn't trained to wrestle, so we can have her wrestling. We're going to get someone to do it for her, and bring out some celebrity no one gives a fuck or has heard of before. 
Like when, oh. they have, when they have like Maria, when Maria Fingy. Yeah, yeah, I know what like you mean. Bring someone in like that, possibly for Mania. Yeah, or something that'll suck. But that's the. Uh, I that's, mean, that's what could happen. That's what the. Well, now you've said it, that freaking stands out like a sore thumb. That that's what they're going to do. They're going to interject some celebrity. It'll be like I don't know, somebody who's not actually a celebrity. Mm. Because it's always somebody who's no longer irrelevant. They were relevant about three years ago. <laughs> but it's it's going to suck. Yeah. It's either that, oh no, sorry, or they'll bring back, like, they'll bring Trish Stratus back. They'll bring back, a, a, like, a, a legend. Oh, yay. To take her place. Yeah. And it'll still be, like, a two-minute match. Yeah. And I'll just be like, yes. <laughs> Second best break. Yeah. Right after the first one. Yeah. No, not interested. Let's say, uh, kill it now, kill it now. Kill it with fire. Yeah. Put, tell you what, put, put. I know AJ's supposed to be the heel champion because he's facing John Cena, but we know that he's going to turn babyface soon, sooner rather than later, he's going to turn babyface. Push the Miz versus AJ Styles. Why wouldn't that work? What's wrong with that? The Miz is really over as a heel. AJ Styles to, is to, to be, the to be best wrestler of all time, quite possibly. I was going to say, to be fair though, there was um, someone, someone tweeted AJ, I think it was yesterday. Yeah. Um, I was called it on the, bu- on the bus home, and it's like, John Cena's been a 15-time world champion. You, you've just held, held about once. He's like, but it means I've never lost. <laughs> yeah, well, exactly. <laughs> it means I've never lost it, and it's like, ooh. Yeah. Got to call, AJ. Uh, well, yeah, but absolutely. It's like, I said that about Ric Flair eight years ago. I was like, well, obviously, he's a 16-time world champion, which means he's lost 16 times. Yeah. And I said the same about Jerry Lawler. He's a 52-time USWA champion. So he's lost 52 times. Yeah, but he did that because he's an idiot. <laughs> in his own company as well. Well, exactly. <laughs> Nobody can draw but Jerry Lawler. Yeah, no. Hey, Lawler. Glad they've cut him. Um, what? No, they've, cut that, they've not cut him. They've put him yeah. on a Legends contract yeah. so he's not less, less involved. Which, but, um, which I'm not going to complain about. Less Jerry Lawler, the better. I did see something, I think it was earlier today, regarding AJ. Right. It was like saying, it was on Facebook somewhere, it said like if AJ had gone to WCW when, well, if he was in WCW when WWE bought them in 2001, yeah. like what, what would have happened to him? It would have been buried. <laughs> like, it said something like, would he survive? And it's like, well, hold on, I'm sure he was on like an episode of Velocity or something in 2003. Yeah. It? No, the answer is no. Because at that time, it was run by Vince McMahon, and all he was interested in was, are you six foot four? Are you over two hundred fifty pounds? Yeah. And do you lift? <laughs> that was it. You know, it, it it was about it was about characters and like you, Strowman. No, yeah, well, yeah, <laughs> in a sense, but it was about like okay, if if you want to look at it objectively, let's say it wasn't just about the look; it was about characters and stuff like that. Fine. But name anyone who was, what, of AJ Styles' dimensions. So, what, 5'9", five, 5'10", five, maybe, yeah. at a push, and 200, 220 pounds, maybe, at a push. Name anyone that made it over at that point in time that was that size, <clears throat> and there isn't anyone, because the light heavyweights and the cruiserweights were an afterthought. Yeah, just the, you've probably been gimmicked out with a hardcore title for all of a cup yeah. of coffee <laughs> to, well, to quote your term. Yeah, it would have been. It'd have been at Mania eighteen, probably in that whole like yeah, it would have been the fuck of the hardcore title and sort of, suddenly, oh, 
oh, there's a, a, spat, a spat of releases coming through. Let's let's yeah. see who's next. And it's like you see the list of like Goldust, R Truth, Christian. Oh, AJ is gone. Yeah, it would have been JTG. Mm. Sorry, he stuck around for like quite a while, actually, like ten yeah. years. It'd be, like, <laughs> it'd be like Rico and Chuck and. Yeah, it, but that's it. It's all it would have been. It would it would it would have been there for so long. They probably wouldn't have tried to put a new gimmick on him or anything like that. It would have been that he's here for this period of time. And he's staying until his contract runs out. And as soon as his contract runs out, goodbye. Yeah, because yeah? they don't push people like that. They never did. Yeah, N- not 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 properly. So I'm glad to see him back. It, 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 he's he's done the right thing. He's gone away. Gone to Japan. He is whether you like him or hate him, probably the best wrestler currently in the world today. He's up there. Let's be honest. He's up there. Yeah. Um and. <laughs> New face getting you know, carved in, in the wrestling Rushmore. No, no, he's not. <laughs> I, I wouldn't say he's in my rest, you know, my Mount Rushmore. Um, at least I don't think I put him in it. Um, but you know, at the end of the day, he's done it the right way, and the WWE have treated him in the correct manner. And he was people like that didn't get pushed. They just didn't. They didn't get over. Um, at that point in time so I no there is nothing to suggest that he would have broke the mould and done something different because they would have viewed him exactly the same way yeah um, which is why now the WWE is that much better the only thing that kind of bugs me a little bit about the way they're doing it now is they're trying to go back to that period of time where they have the Cruiserweights have their own show and they have their own tournaments etc but there are Cruiserweights who are like fighting for the WWE title yeah and stuff because you Finn Balor could is under two hundred five pounds, yeah. and yet he's fighting for the world heavyweight title. And somebody like Neville, they decide that they can't push him on Raw, but they'll push him in the two hundred five show. So I'm a little bit like, uh, where are you going with this? Because do you yeah. want to treat them as their own separate entity like that? Which I don't mind them doing. I'm quite happy for them to do to do that as long as they don't just then use them as fodder for everybody else. Yeah. Um, one of the things that I wanted to bring up is oh, I think it was only a couple of weeks after Rich Swan had won the uh, Cruiserweight title him and whoever his tag team partner was went to NXT and got squashed and I was a bit like you've just squashed the Cruiserweight champion you've spent you've was spent it, probably was millions it, was it against the Authors of Pain though? yeah I think it was the Authors of Pain yeah. I can't remember but they got squashed like pretty you know, straight up, it was a squash match. Yeah. And I was a bit like, how do you have your champion lose a week after he's won the belt? You, you, especially on a brand new brand that you're trying to push, you're trying to build this thing up. The thing, the, the title's changed down three times in three pay-per-views. Yeah. Yeah. Well, has it changed that? Might have been changed hands four times now. I can't remember. But you're trying to build, you've spent X amount of money putting this show on, hiring all these guys, and then the guy who's supposed to lead all these guys, who's supposed to be the guy you've handpicked to put the belt on, and you haven't get squashed by some roid monkey. Yeah. Stupid. <laughs> how, how, you could have put anybody in that spot. Yeah. I'm sure there is developmental talent who can only do bumps. They can't actually do a move. They can just take bumps. Have them go out and get squashed. Have them go and get beat by these two fucking idiots. Mm. 
Yeah? Why do you need the champion to do it? Why do you need a guy who's walking around with a title belt to do it? So, stu- pointless. Pointless. Um, you know, it, they already, you can already tell. They have the guys who they're going to push and they have the guys who they're not. They, and I'm fine. Like I say, I'm fine with Neville going down and killing everybody. Fine. He's still a cruiserweight. And he's a really good cruiserweight, yeah. to be honest. Yeah. Don't mind him going down, doing something different, because on the main show, he wasn't doing anything. There was nothing for him. Yeah. So, go there, do something different, become relevant, and then, okay, come to the main show, get a push. However they want to work it. But you don't need stuff happening on 205, then us going to Raw and having an eight-man tag every week to the to then apparently further a storyline that nobody's seen because the majority of it's happening on the 205 show. Yeah. And if you don't have a subscription, you're not watching the 205 show, you're watching Raw. Mm. So make a choice. You have the 205 happens on its own, and then you have great matches on the pay-per-views to draw people to the 205 show, and then you can push them up from it onto something else. Yeah. Or So you treat it like a low-level title belt or even a mediocre title belt. Um, like the Intercontinental title, the US title, treat it like that. That's the way I'd do it because you can't you can't tell me that Finn Balor hasn't been a success since he's gone from NXT to Raw. It's uh, apart from the injury, obviously. Yeah, yeah. But he was over, and he's over yeah. because and he he's under two hundred and five pounds. So you're telling me that these other guys can't do it when we know they have the talent to do it. That's why they've got their own show. Yeah, you know, I'm um, not. I'm not 100% sold on the the gentleman Jack Gallagher gimmick, you know, twirling the stash and whatnot. I'm a little bit like mm, on that because that's not how rich people are. But you know, it's if that's how, how they're going to push him, then I'm not going to say that you can't give him a push. But again, his matches are very stylized. Yeah. Know? So. Yeah, well, I, saw, I caught a, a bit of one where it was just before I cancelled my subscription, actually. <laughs> Wrestling podcasting, neither of us have a subscription oh, to the no, WWE no, no. Network. <laughs> I, I don't, but I have Chicagotopia. Oh, fair so, enough, fair enough. Um, yeah, it was, he sort of tied someone up, and they were like there, sort of, uh, the company. Oh, yeah, yeah. He was there, sort of limbering up his foot to like do a running kick like, into their ass. Lovely. Sort of like a, like a Les... Les Font, Les Kelly, Les Font, one of the two. Right, right. I don't know. I actually, I watched part of one of his matches, if not the entirety of one of his matches with um, is it Davari? Yeah, yeah. Who I don't think is the same as the old Davari. No, it's related though. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Very close. Um, but they had. He basically put him in some kind of submission hold and he tied him up in, in in like knots and then just left him and walked around the ring. And I was like, he could easily get up. Why yeah. is he not get up? <laughs> I could get up. My six-year-old could get up. Get up! Get up and hit him. But they didn't. They acted like they were actually tied up. Yeah. And it was like, there is no rope. There is not invisible string around you. <laughs> Get up! <laughs> Magic's biggest secret's finally revealed. Was... He hasn't borrowed any cable ties off Noam Dar. Get up! <laughs> the pen and teller sat there going, Well, you fooled us. <laughs> 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 I 
So, yeah. No, I wasn't... Blah. Tell us your secret. Invisible cable tie. Yeah. No one dies for that going, Alicia Fox. <laughs> Alicia Fox. Alicia Fox. Exactly. Let's get it sorted, guys. Yeah. You know, hire some people who've been in wrestling creative before. Hell, get Paul Heyman to do it. Pay him more money. Give Heyman all the money. And in fact, if you don't have many money to give Paul Heyman, give it to Matt Hardy. Give him all the money. Oh, God. Delete. Delete. Is it over? Answer yes. <laughs> the final deletion, or whatever it was called. The um, apparently that's awesome. I still haven't the seen one it. that is compound, or whatever. Yeah. Oh, like... Just, just <laughs> give somebody who has creative knowledge more money. Don't give it to these people who are from Friends. Yeah. Because they don't, they don't have a clue. <laughs> the ones from Friends and like, oh, we we vote for like season six of like Survivor and yeah, on like, Survivor's a reality show. Yeah, we wrote for it. Wait, what? <laughs> uh, well, there you go. Say, don't give them, don't give it those guys. Give it wrestling guys. Hmm. Like, look how good SmackDown's doing. And I read something earlier today that that's because Shane McMahon has a, an input creatively right. in backstage. I don't know. I don't know how true it is. It's something I saw on one of the, one of the dirt sheets today. Let's go back to the uh, go back to the Jurassic ages with dirt sheets <laughs> this, that's just killed all our credibility now right? why you said dirt sheet last time did I yeah if you recall me saying dirt sheet last time <laughs> right into us what is that not what they're called now well yeah they're still the dirt sheets but it's like I saw one the other day my mate my mate Danny pointed out to her on Twitter he's like there was um, it was like Dave Meltzer watches Wrestle Kingdom yeah it's like his thoughts whatever um, something else, something on Neville, Neville on Raw, I think, uh, the last one, um, what's it called, one of the, uh... You mean because I'm believing it? No, what's, what was the one of them thingies called? What, who's um, called? The Funkadactyls. Cameron? No, no Naomi. Naomi, I think it was, it was that, something like, Naomi retweets fan. That's not a story. No, but apparently it was. No, no, no. Yeah, no. Uh, what I'm, uh, I mean, I understand. Obviously, what you read on the dirt sheets is let's take it with a pinch of salt here. <laughs> I get it, but it wouldn't shock me if he had something to do with it because something. I don't know. Maybe, maybe I don't know. Maybe he's. I don't know. Maybe they paired an advisor with him. I don't know. We don't know what goes on backstage of these shows. Maybe it's Vince McMahon all along, and he's not actually as out of touch as we believe. You know, doubt it. Maybe it's Daniel Bryan. Who knows? Yeah? But somebody's doing something right. Yeah. Yeah? So stop the other idiots doing the, the stupid stuff. Oh, let's have a feud because our girlfriends don't get along. No. Sorry. No. Don't want that. No. You know, sh- sex pest. No. <laughs> Not a gimmick. Stop it. Stop it now. Quickly. No, just a few thoughts there. <laughs> I don't even know where I, what was what the starting point was. <laughs> well, we were just starting with all the sport, and then somehow went on to like the divas and piss breaks and Renee Young. Oh, fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, getting back to world of sport. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a new topic. We did world of sport. Yeah, apparently well, it sucked. Well, I was going to say sort of briefly, as I, I mentioned on, I think it was the broadcast of Paul the other day, um, I did say, I was like, there was part of me 
was inclined that it felt like they were doing, trying to do Big Daddy and Giant Hanks yeah. again. Because it's like, oh, hey, how great of the lovable face. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And then you have Dave Mastiff, the, the monster mm-hmm. sort of heel. Yeah, yeah. Because they had like a rematch right. at the end of the show for the belt. Right. And Grado won it. I'm Spo- not sure. Spoiler alert. No, they taped it like three weeks beforehand. Yeah. So of course, spoilers got put out by people. Yeah, of course. Um, I knew the results, knew somebody went. <laughs> <laughs> well, they filmed it in like November, like late November, and then the results got put online. It didn't air till New Year's Eve. Yeah. So, kind of stupid. Yeah. But to be fair. I don't know who was on the show. I don't know. Well, I know a couple of guys that are on the show. I don't know who booked it. I don't know who presented it. I don't know who produced it. I don't know any of that. Um, I don't know why JR was on it. Um, <laughs> but at the end of the day, there is talent in British wrestling. There's extreme talent in British wrestling. Whether that's the place to showcase it, the, it would appear that it's not. Um Watch, watch one of the on demand shows. Watch PCW. Watch Progress. Progress. That's what I was about to say. You know, watch that. Watch if you if you're interested in British wrestling, seek out a true British promotion that has storylines that has shows to entertain you, not something that's a one night only gimmick. Because I don't imagine it's ever going to come back. I don't know how well it did in the ratings. Um, I know my parents watched it and were not impressed um, because they didn't get it. They, did, they just was like, "Well, why? Why?" Is, like you've just said, why are these two fighting for the title? Yeah. Why are they supposed to be interesting to me? There's no promo video. There's no build up. Why are they interesting to me? So, you know, seek out true British wrestling. What's next? Well, I was going to say, sort of following on, sticking with British wrestling. Okay. There's the tournament coming up in uh, a week, two weeks. Yeah, a week About as a well. Week. Yeah. Well, a week tomorrow at so, the Winter Gardens in Blackpool. Yeah. Where we are, folks. We're based. <coughs> Not that we got tickets. No, because <laughs> we saw that in like minutes. Yeah. Did look at getting them. Didn't get any. I think I was I looked to them and then just sort of saw the price the, the price on the ticket hub or whatever and yeah like resale so, <laughs> no <laughs> one hundred and twenty quid to sit fifth row mm-hmm. yeah uh, the thing is at the end of the day I've heard of one of them <laughs> and I've watched some British wrestling <laughs> uh, uh, probably two maybe two yeah. but I'm just a bit like if I've not heard of them. How have they? <laughs> I'm a little bit like, uh, well, why? how have you got these guys in and missed all these amazing guys? It's uh, There is a lot of it. It's like there's guys like um, T-Bone. Yeah. There's James Drake, who's from Blackpool. Yeah. I'll live him. Yeah. Um, there's Sam Gradwell, who's from Blackpool. There's... Mark Andrews has just been entered into Yes, it. yeah, he was in TNA um, for a cup Pete, of coffee, I think. Pete Dunn, I think, who's been in progress, and there's uh, someone else has been in progress. One of them's like really young as well. Right, right. So, and then a few of them, have been, so I've been in the business for 10 years, and it's like, we've never heard of you before, yeah. but 
A few, I know a few <coughs> couple of them have been in like uh, ICW and right. they've been in progress. They might have appeared once in PW, which a show I didn't go to. Right, like right. That, so. Well, this this is what I don't understand, right? I, just from... I could name... <coughs> ten. Yeah, well, what, is there 16? Yeah. I, could probably, I could probably name 16 talented British wrestlers that aren't on that show. Well, the problem is now you've said it. Yeah. Well, you want me to name... I'm not going to name 16. I'm not sitting here and doing that just in case I can't. <laughs> but I'll, well, I'll, name fooled a, us. I'll name a couple, yeah? Rampage Brown. Okay. Who has, well, I believe, been in their developmental before. Yes. Right? So he's a known quantity to them, mm. and we both know how good he is. Because the man is... <laughs> Rampage, Rampage Brown doesn't wrestle, he murders. Yeah. <laughs> but extremely talented. Yeah? Why is he not in it? Can't answer that. But I bet he's more well-known than most of them since PCW puts him on their posters every time that they come out. Mm. Yeah, so he must be recognised. Yeah? Why is somebody like Cyanide even not on it? Completely different, yeah. yeah. Completely different style of wrestler, size of wrestler. How come he's not on it? Yeah. So, again, completely different. We've seen him live. Mm-hmm. Extremely talented wrestler. Mm-hmm. I think you'll agree. Yeah. Why is somebody like? I was about to say Jim Powers, and I thought you'd punch me. <laughs> You can't, you, right, mate, mate, you can't, you can't, you can't pick a man <laughs> whose probable only gym activity is sitting on a weight bench and eating a Snickers. <laughs> his leg oh, day would shit. be his leg day would be eating a marathon bar rather than running a marathon. <laughs> oh dear, um, no, but like, but to actually talented wrestlers. <laughs> Um, even somebody like Bubblegum again a bit of a smaller guy but will provide something different and give you a type of match the guys that you've had lined up on that stage are all very similar size very similar height and I mean okay I'm openly honest I've not seen most of them I've not heard of most of them if I'm honest but I think if if anything the tournament's going to be a gateway of course it is but it's also the thing it's like I think there's I'm probably if anyone listens to this, which they may or may not do, (laughs) um, I believe there's some sort of contract issue. There's some sort of contract in it that says you're with us or you're not. Right, okay. Or you can go up this company and they're trying to get guys down with contracts, or you can go and possibly go onto ITV if that gets renewed and they're going to be on contracts. Right, right, right. So it's almost like they were given a choice. Yeah. Wow. I would have chosen the WWE every single time. Unless I got an offer from Japan, which was a serious offer, yeah. I would have chosen WWE every single fucking time. There's no offence, but I don't imagine wrestling ever making it back to mainstream TV. Not in the UK. No. It'll be on a specialised channel on Sky, maybe, or even on Freeview, but it's not going to make it back to mainstream TV. ITV, well, part, BBC, part of, uh... it's not going to be on there. Part of challenge dropping TNA was like challenge number going taking the channel in a new direction. Right, uh, yeah. 
it just doesn't warrant the future of CNA. But it's probably like they saw watching going, well, who the fuck's still watching CNA? Well, yeah. <laughs> Though TNA, they, I'll uh, come on to them in a bit because they've had an interesting development have, uh, in the last couple of days. Yes, they have. Well, Thank. we'll cover that shortly. Thank fuck. <laughs> <laughs> just a brief insight there. Um, but, <clears throat> like I say, these ta- these people, like, you look at somebody like Dave Mastiff. You had, if you had the option of this ITV show that's not guaranteeing you anything other than this one show, this one payday, mm. or the WWE tournament, yeah. you're going to pick the WWE. You must have. You must make that choice if you've been given that offer. Yeah. You must do. Well, he's been in the developmental system as well before. Well, again, okay, so these guys have been in the developmental system. I don't understand. I, I'm, guessing, I'm guessing they're no longer in the developmental system for a reason. But that reason could be anything. That could be that they just didn't want to sit in developmental for a lot for a long period of time, yeah. Or they thought I can make more money doing indie shows mm. back in the UK. Fine, you, you probably maybe you could. Mm. But at the end of the day, this isn't that. This isn't them saying, "Oh, you're just going to be in developmental and you're going to come on NXT job every couple of weeks, and then eventually we might decide we've got something for you when we stop pushing the indie talent who's already massively over." Yeah. Yeah, this is a chance to get yourself over straight away. You get a strong reaction, you're going to be over. Well, it's um, the sort of the the a few people said like they they rushed through getting the the whole thing announced and that because of yeah. the the world the impending world of sport. Oh well, New Year's world of sports on New Year's Eve. Right, we best fingers something quick. Right, UK tournament. In Blackpool, at the Winter Gardens. But they can't seriously have seen that show on that show on ITV oh, as proper, like uh, you know, as a, a, a serious it was, threat. It was one of those. Well, it's sort of if you look at it though, it's you've got WWE on the network. Thirty days later, if you want to watch Raw yeah. SmackDown. Fair enough. You got pay per views. Pay per views that free. Yeah. yeah. You got two hundred five live. You got NXT, which you can watch weekly. Yeah. But it's like, if you want to watch the main two shows Raw and SmackDown, you have to wait 30 days. For yeah, or it's or on Sky. you can watch it on Sky Sports if you yeah. want to pay an extra... 20 quid a month for Sky Sports. Yeah. On top of what you're well, in. Oh, look, it's a Saturday afternoon yeah. TV slot. Of like yeah. Five and seven, so just before prime time, really. Yeah. Of, right, you've got the early afternoon slot of World of Sport Wrestling. Yeah, I understand what you're saying. I understand that. I, I mean, I understand why maybe they'd panic a little bit. But at the end of the day, you're a billion-dollar company. This is a, a TV show that's having a trial show. Yeah. You wouldn't panic that fast, that much. That well, as as was sort of revealed on like the 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 Rod Lost Lost Art crossover, there was the sort of a. An insider tip that they've, they've booked the Winter Gardens for at least three years. Right, okay, so, so they're going to be running it on and on. Yes. Oh, right, okay. You see, you guys know more than me. <laughs> insider knowledge, mate. It's... Well, there you go. <laughs> I say, I mean, at the end of the day, if that's true, and if there is going to be a, a, even a yearly thing, then good. Good. Why didn't you take the freaking contract then? <laughs> but then again, maybe. But then, no. if ITV doesn't, if, if, if sport doesn't work out, then it then be the you can go in it next year. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, see, it makes sense. It's a UK tournament, but they were looking also doing a weekly TV show, right? And that might be a, the UK tournament. I think it would be the 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 taster. Yeah, 
Oh, we want more of that. I'll tell you what, here's a weekly TV show for you to... Yeah, that would actually, to be fair, that would go along the lines, as we discussed in the last show, that they were thinking about putting indie shows on the network mm. and having like an indie company underneath them almost. Yeah. Um, that would be them creating that. They'd yeah. be creating their own British indie promotion, yeah. essentially. I mean, it's probably a bad thing for the indie promotions in the UK because if they're making them sign exclusive contracts, mm. then you're going to lose a lot of the high-quality talent. Yeah. Um, you, And it's going to become a lot more expensive for you to hire the ones that... Well, that's it. It's... You know, so it's it's a catch-22. It depends on what you want. I think it's a positive, but I would have... It would have been preferable if they'd almost... Well, yeah, if they'd just found an established company over here and then said, right, well, what, how can, what can we make do to make you better if you put your show on our network? Um, that we discussed last time. Uh, but if this is the way they want to go about it, and being the WWE, they always try and crush everybody you know, globally, then I suppose that's something we have to deal with, and they're going to do what they want to do. Yeah. Um, you know, they're not going to work in Japan. So, but they'll work here. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so, we'll see how it plays out. I'm hope, let's hope it's a success, first of all, because yeah. the last thing that we want yeah. is it to fall flat on its face and then will the sport to also fall flat on its face and then we get no wrestling. I think it'll succeed. We've got Triple H at the helm and William Regal has, I'm guessing, will be booking or having input. Yeah. Because I think he's part of the main reason why it's come to Blackpool. Probably. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> Probably. He is. But again, William Eagle is a smart man. Mm. You know, I get the impression he will be good creatively. He will be a good booker. He will be, you know, he was a great worker. Mm. <laughs> when he wasn't off his tits. Yeah. <laughs> when he wasn't off his tits. <laughs> but I mean, like, like, I remember his last ever, was it, well, what was billed as his last ever match against... Daniel Bryan. I don't know if it actually turned out to be his last ever match. Was that the one in the UK? Yeah, and it literally was a squash match. And I was <laughs> fucking gutted, because I was looking forward to that match. That could have been a really good match, and he got squashed in like um, two minutes well, and did well, one there, move. There, there was that, and then there was also the fact that it's all the derivative and got him with the uh, real man's man theme. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, that could have been He's a really good man. match. That would have been proper good. And, like, I miss William Regal. <laughs> Part of me wasn't as if after that match, he just went to the back and just went, Oh, you little toe raggers, you got me there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've been besmirched. Or <laughs> getting to the pen, just sits down at a desk and, well, you fooled me. <laughs> no, I'll say, I'm looking forward to it. Um, I probably will get hold of it somehow. I probably will watch it. You'll acquire some it by point. means. Yeah, so I will acquire it by means, whether that means I sign up free for a month. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Yeah. Um, but let's just hope it's a success. It sounds like World of Sport wasn't, so let's hope this is. You know. Yeah. It has well, every chance to be. Cause, considering also as well, when they had an NXT in Blackpool, was it a year ago, two years? Yeah, a year ago. A year ago. And the, the crowd were chanting Jordan and Gable for 10 minutes straight. Yeah, yeah. Literally, 
you could hear it probably right through the winter gardens. Jesus. That's how loud it was. Yeah. <laughs> Canal. So. Sounds. You see, but you used, you used to have um, like Mega Slam and All Star at the Winter Gardens. Yeah, yeah. Like sometimes in the summer, yeah, they've just been sort of WWE just sort of yeah flash the cash and. Well, to be fair, you can't blame the people who run the Winter Gardens for that. Yeah, because at the end of the day, I'm, I don't know how that place makes money, but there we go. Yeah, you know, it's one of them. It's oh, it's a landmark. Gotta keep it. Mm. Illumination. Yeah. Four hundred pounds each. I don't. I don't know, but apparently it's not very good. I've been yeah. in it once. I go. I go in half price. I've never been. <laughs> don't plan on it. Yeah. Busy. <laughs> Kids have seen it. Therefore, I have no reason to go. <laughs> <laughs> and the problem is, you'll see like on the Instagram like the day of the show, you're like Triple H just stood there, like in in the middle of Illumination, just <laughs> like randomly posing by. Like, here I am, dot dot dot, in Illumination. I just imagine him spitting water everywhere all over it. FaceTime, Vince is going, look, <laughs> there's lights in here. <laughs> yeah, new topic. Go on, cracking crack the whip at you. Oh, am I? You're the booker! <laughs> you said new topic before, so I was like, I'll get you back. Just new topic. You're the booker. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna. I've got one. Well, you kept, you kept mentioning Japan, so I was gonna sort of segue into that, possibly. But... All right. Yeah. Cool. Sounds like a plan. Is that what's next on your list, or? Uh, possibly. <laughs> yeah, it could be next. Why not? I have more bitching to do, but <laughs> more moaning and bitching. But not about Japan, though. So we're talking Wrestle Kingdom. Yes. Wrestle Kingdom main event, Omega and Okada. It's very, very good. It's like a wrestling orgasm. <laughs> a wrestlegasm, if you will. <laughs> what? It just sounds like you're sort of there, you just come like, you make it sound like Vinnie Mark when he sneezed, he's like, I sneezed. It was a very, very good main event. <laughs> <laughs> I'm past expecting you to have been sat there and Katie comes down and says, like, it's free, what are you doing? You just sat there and sort of like, oh, it's just... I orgasmed. <laughs> <laughs> like, not, not, not quite, but... <laughs> <laughs> well, no, it was like an un- uncontrollable one, just for like... The, the... It was a ghost! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like that. Yeah, I know what you mean. <laughs> <laughs> like, you sort of sat there, it's like, right, just t- type in what you want to see, you're like, psychology. And just there, uh, it's like... Oh. False finishes. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like when ben, that, that gif of Vince like falling, oh, to fall off his chair, like. Oh, yeah. And, um, <laughs> and it's like, it's like, oh, we'll, we'll have we'll have a really really noisy Japanese crowd for some reason, which is really rare. Okay, Terminator entrance. Okay. <laughs> it was good. Just like the sort of the Zandig build up of like, oh, yeah. oh, oh, God, <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> arcing ropes of jism everywhere. It was just a very, very good match. Yeah. I'm, I mean, it's a long match. It is. It's 54 minutes. Well, that's with the entrances. With entrances, yeah. With entrances and celebration. Yeah. But. That's a long match. 
Um, the, sh- the show was long. It was like five hours long. The show. I'm listening the whole show because it's five hours long. Yeah. I watched this. Sh- I watched this match last night. <laughs> so did I. I was making tea. <laughs> it's a very very good match. There was some like six sounding bumps and fuds and it was like it was like like I don't I don't watch a lot of Japanese wrestling. Um, you don't watch so any Japanese. I don't watch any Japanese. Wrestling. <laughs> yeah, it's a bit varied. Yeah. I, you know, I watch the odd match here and there when I get told, you must see this match. And it's like, even with, what I, I, I have a gripe, but it's not with the match itself. But with knowing little to nothing about the two competitors, I was immediately sucked into the psychology and enthralled with the way that we were doing it. I was invested straight yeah. away. Mm-hmm. And uh, like I say, I know I didn't know anything about the characters, didn't know anything about the gimmicks. Knew, well, kn- knew that Omega was the leader of the Bullet Club. Yeah, didn't know anything about Okada at all. Um, never seen him, never heard of him. But watched that match and was immediately invested. And like, there's there, there's some spots in it that were. Spectacular, <laughs> to say the least. It it was almost perfectly paced as well, considering yeah. there was rest holds in it. Yeah, and I didn't even mind because it looked like they were doing something. But it's fair that if you are going forty five minutes, you do need a rest hold at some point. Of course you do. Of course you do. I was reading so. um, a quote from Okada actually, in that it's the first and only time he's ever felt like he was going to die in the ring. <laughs> <laughs> To be fair, looking at some of the kicks and things like that, like the, the, the top rope drop kick to the back of his head. Oh, man, like, that was sick. There was that, but then it was the fact that, like, I think later in the match, like, Kenny Omega picks him up, goes to the one, the one with Dajel. Real, you can tell he sort of looks at him, and he's like, you realise he's not going to hit it, yeah. so he just sort of transforms it into something else and just drops him, like, back of his head on his knee. Yeah. Like, it's like, yeah. So cringe, because of the fact that <laughs> not long before the two comments at the English commentators. Oh, Okada, not long had neck fusion surgery. And it's yeah. Like, oh dear. I, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't realize they had had neck fusion surgery. I thought they were commenting about him going to have need neck fusion surgery. They mentioned it at one point. But I'm sure. I've, I'm sure I heard them mention that he'd had it. As well, oh, he might have done because it was Kevin Kelly and Steve Carino. Yeah. With, and Steve Carino kept talking about how he's had to have neck fusion surgery right. and how painful it was and how he's now basically crippled. Yeah. Because of it and like it's you know I know I've, and how basically it's affected his life mm. so to speak. Um, I wasn't a fan of the commentary. Uh, the they didn't do a bad job, but they didn't seem like they had much chemistry together. I don't know if they worked together before or not. Um, and I wasn't... I don't know, they weren't enthusiastic enough for what I wanted. Yeah. Um, I know uh, we discussed it briefly after we watched it. Um, the, imagine Prime JR in that. Like, WrestleMania yeah. 17 JR calling that match. <laughs> He'd be dead by the end of it because it, it, there's that. It's that like there's. I'm not saying that it's a spot fest because it's not by any stretch of imagination. It's so well done. That it didn't need there, to be. He'd been there like you and Randy. And, on, yeah, he would have been it, having a fit. He would have been orgasming. He'd have needed his own coal mine. Yeah, he would genuinely. He'd be neck deep. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 
But it was it was it was seriously seriously good, and I mean the fact that like the like we talk about psychology, yeah. yeah, and Kenny Omega breaks down every single point of Okada's body throughout the match. He controls the majority of the match. There's yeah. a, you know the odd like hope spot here and there, and like he gets worked a bit, but he controls the majority of this match. And I just remember I remember like the. Uh, the commentators are consistently talking about how he's trying to set up for the one-winged angel, his yeah. finishing manoeuvre, uh, and how everything he does is to pinpoint certain areas that will then be affected by this manoeuvre. Mm. So he started working on, like, on his body and on his neck, and then, and, like, there was there was one point that stood out to me, and it wasn't even something, like, particularly spectacular. He wing him into the ropes, and he'd come off the ropes, and boom, kidney shot him. And he did it three times. Oh. And it was a sick Ford. It was just like, that's just grim. It was just a horrible sound. <laughs> and it was like, and they were discussing this, how he's, why he's working on that part of the body and how if he breaks that bit down, that makes his next bit easier to work on. And then he can work on that. And, then, and it was perfect. I, I would have said, yeah, it probably was. It was, it was amazing. Because it wasn't even like he just focused on one bit, like, oh, I'm just going to keep hitting him in the head. Yeah. Or I'm just going to keep, like, working on the legs so that I can set up, like, an ankle lock or whatever. Yeah. It was, I'm going to work systematically through the parts of his body that will then make what I want to do in the end yeah. that much more effective. Mm. And are we, are we, can I give out a spoiler or not? Yeah, it's been on by now. So it's like, it's available to watch places. So if you... Yeah, spoiler alert, Kenny Omega loses. Yeah, Rainmaker Okada wins. Yeah, <clears throat> but it's like uh, he he never actually hits his finisher, which is ast- astounding to me, because I see all these WWE shows and somebody hits the finisher and they kick out of it, and then they hit the finisher three more times and they still kick out of it, and yeah. it's like, oh, he kicks out of his finisher, so I'm kicking out your finisher, so you're kicking out my finisher, yeah. and it it exposes the business. Because it just exposes that your what's supposed to be your ending move isn't good enough. Yeah, it's like when you think back to the days, if somebody kicked out of the Stone Cold Stunner, not a normal Stunner, the Stone Cold Stunner, that was it. Yeah, yeah. That it was like it was like it was an eruption because it was nobody kicked out of that move. Yeah, like um, Neville it does a Red Arrow. Is yeah, it? nobody ever kicked out of it. Still nobody's kicked out of it, I don't think. Or did one person kick out of it on NXT and that's why the the place exploded because nobody had done that before. So it had meaning, it was important. Yeah. It was, I was sort of going to say that no one kicked out of the stunner. I remember there was there was the systematic ways to sort of use the term that they used. There was like, I think he did it on Van Damme at King of the Ring 2001. Right. Where he did the stun on RVD. RVD did his flip de do. Yeah. Flip de do, bro! <laughs> Bring it back. Yeah. Um, but rather than be lying in the ring and wait for Austin to cover him, he literally sort of flipped out of the ring from it. Yeah. Which, so, all right, I can't pin him because he's outside the ring, so I need to get, go out the ring to put him back in the ring so I can do it again to pin him. Yeah, but that so, was probably just RVD being a dick and overselling. Yeah, but it was like a four-way as well. So it was, it was like, well, mm. no one else, no one else who can do it. If I, if I, surely if Austin hit it and pinned him, he wouldn't have kicked out. But because he 
was out the ring. He went out the ring. Yeah. Yeah. He, so. Well, I don't know. Well, maybe. But then again, that I suppose that's if, if I suppose they booked it that way so that he can kick out. Think about it like that. Because mm. then it was I obviously. Can't what happened afterwards. No, no, no. <laughs> but it's, so it's like. That I mean, the Stone Cold was just an example I was using. I mean, it's like the pedigree, though. P- Triple H went has been wrestling that long that he's ended up being sucked into the hole. People kick out of his finisher. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it was, it was refreshing that he didn't hit it. Mm. And I've never, I've never thought that I'd ever say that about a, a, a move. I'd never thought I'd think oh, I don't want to see him hit his finisher. Yeah, but I didn't because it was like. If he hits it, it is over. Yeah. And that's how a finisher should be. It's how it should be viewed. Unfortunately, on the other side of it, what I assume was <laughs> Okada's finisher, he hit or like the, the four or five title. times. Yeah. yeah, the Rainmaker. The Rainmaker. Um, I think it was three or four times. He yeah, hit. which, again, was a bit... Uh, I was a little bit put off by that. Um, but I... I un- I understand the psychology of it. He had to hit it that many times because yeah. he hadn't worked over Omega mm. like he'd been worked over. Yeah. He hadn't done the systematic breaking down of his body so that it makes more, so that his finisher had more of an effect. It was literally Omega took maybe two bumps on his like two, two shots to his head, maybe yeah. maybe three. Yeah, everything else was a kind of getting worked. Mm. Yeah, and a kind of head and a kind of neck. Yeah, so when it comes to oh well, he's hit the Raymaker, yeah, but if that. That's one move that he's taken to his head. Yeah. So okay, maybe it's a finisher, but then it's flashing yellow. It's not flashing red, <laughs> and you need it to flash red. Yeah, if you go back to the old SmackDown days. Mm, yeah, yeah, it needs to flash red for you to actually get the pinfall from that maneuver. Yeah. So to have to hit it that, say four or five, well four times, I think it was. Mm. Yeah, and it made even more sense that he did the jumping twirling tombstone before he then hit it yeah. and got the finisher because again that's a move that works on that part of the body mm. so it was like even in that, that the psychology the was great second tombstone fall I think uh, I think the first one got reversed there was one that definitely got reversed I don't know if it was the second one the second attempt got reversed I think he hit one and he, yeah. he went for the pin and Kenny kicked out Yeah. then he went for another, fired for another one and that was when Kenny picked him up got yeah. him Reversed it, got him on his shoulders, and I think that was when he went. Oh, I can try for the the yeah. one with Nigel, but it's not. Oh, I can't get it, so yeah. I'm just gonna try. And, I'm gonna drop him back at back of the head on my knee. Yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, some of them knees as well. They were brutal. Yeah. I think it was the second to last one. <laughs> the worst, I think the worst sound, well, sounding and looking from in terms of where, where it hit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, there was one which it looked like he almost looked like he missed it, and then he just hit it again straight away. And it was like, oh, that, oh, oh, oh. that was oh, it was a gross sound again. But there was, there was um, I think there was also there was, I think it was towards the end of I think it was one of the last knees he hit, and he went for the pin. Yeah. And I can't, I think it was when Akada just kicked out. Yeah, but um, Akada just Akada was selling it. it was either, either he was genuinely out or he yeah. Just, he, he sold it well to oh yeah yeah he essentially dropped like his hack of shit <laughs> yeah <laughs> As, it was brilliant from both men mm. to be honest uh, uh, um, yeah sorry I'm going to have to go shower hello this is for can't we say hello at the same time fuck's sake <laughs> Hello! Hello! This is an advertisement for Master Debaters. Oh, can we say Master Debaters together as well? Yeah? 
Hello. Hello! I'm Michael. I'm Sean. I'm Tuffer. And we are the Master Debaters. Oh, <laughs> we, 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 we are the Master Debaters. That's what we want to do. We're all saying it. Yeah. Hello. Hello! I'm Michael. I'm Sean. I'm Tuffer. And we, we are, are the Damn Master Sean. Debaters. I thought we were just doing... Hello. Hello! I'm Michael. I'm Sean. I'm Tuffer. We are... The, the Master, Master Debaters. Debaters. You can find us on Twitter at underscore Master Debaters, SoundCloud, Podbeam, and iTunes. Just do yourself a favour and jump aboard this podcast train. Choo choo, motherfucker! <laughs> hey guys, check out NowThatImOlder.com every Thursday for a brand new episode of the podcast, Now That I'm Older. It's a show about how getting older sucks but can be awesome at the exact same time with your host, Shane Smith. Woo! Wheel and dealing! Limousine right! Jet flying! Son of a gun! And Ken Baldwin. The best there is, the best there was, and the best there ever will be. We talk about things that happened to us when we were younger. We talk about some random news stories, and we basically just sit around and shoot the shit. So check out NowThatImOlder.com every Thursday for a brand new episode. Thanks a lot. What is the Potter family? This is Matthew McDonough from the Passersby Podcast. This is Matt Pierce from the Crossover Podcast. This is Knock from the Geek Over Podcast. This is Jason from the Three Is Comedy Podcast. This is Adam from Everyone Has a Podcast. We're Josh and David from the Scotch and Flicks Podcast. This is Michael Vasquez of the No Sound Bites Allowed Podcast. We are you. Podcasters coming together in a community to help one another grow. So follow us on Twitter at Potter Family and use the hashtag Potter Family in your tweets and retweet other people who do the same. Potter Family, where great podcasts come home. Hi, I'm Paul the Hat Guy Flinders, and I'm the host of the RAD podcast, Random Ass Discussion. And we discuss about absolutely anything that's on our minds doesn't matter how taboo the subject is, we will talk about it and give you our opinion. Whether it's popular or not, controversial or not, or thought-provoking, or just downright daft. You can find us on Spreaker at www.spreaker.com forward slash radpodcast. You can follow us on Facebook at www.facebook.com forward slash podcast. We are on Twitter at podcast. And we are also now on iTunes. Uh, Just search for us at the UK RAD podcast and we should show up. So if you're ready for a bit of random ass discussion, a little bit of um, comedy gold and maybe a little bit of thought-provoking conversation, uh, come over and join the fun. And just remember, there are plenty of podcasts out there, but not that many of them are rad. Now it's back. To the lost start of podcasting slash wrestling slash key fades. Oh, yeah, fair enough. <laughs> it was, well, it's like I was saying to you how the 
quite hard people in the corner then. No, there's no interference. Yeah. Which I thought was strange. It wasn't even that strange, it was just good. Strange and strange and good. Strange effects, strange effects. Yeah. Well, um, but normally to have someone in your corner like that, they're there to interfere on yeah. their sort of support. Yeah, well, like, in, if that had been a WWE match, they would have both, they would have been fighting on the outside, someone would have got thrown out, one of them would have played under the ring and then come out and then attacked one of the, the other guy, and it would have been a total clusterfuck, for lack of a better description. And, you know, it's just... It was good, it was refreshing. I don't think Kate liked that one. Well, close to the fuck. Yeah. Cringes every time. Well, you know. Probably because I'm swearing. Yeah, see. Doesn't like it. How are we going to win awards? Where are you? <laughs> it's raw! <laughs> <laughs> it's got explicit on it, it's fine. This is true. How good it is. Love you all. So, yeah, that's it. I feel like the fan topics now. Oh, awesome. <laughs> Ooh, that was something I wanted to mention, actually. I, uh, I saw it today on um, Kimmy Omega's Twitter about him taking a break from Japanese wrestling to decide what he wants to do with next week's career. Whatever you're thinking, it's probably not true. No, no, I don't. <laughs> I, don't I, I don't know anything. I'm not suggesting that he is coming to the WWE like 90% of the online population are. But I just I was just wondering what you thought. Whether he would go, whether if he did go he'd be buried or it actually Well he used it. He said himself that he doesn't want to he wants to be like the legend who never went. Right, right. Like Sting the way Sting went. Yeah but Sting went because at that point in time he might as well take a pay there. Yeah. Can you have more than that? No, I want to be the only thing I didn't go. Right, right. Um, but it's a weird, he's a weird one, is Kenny Omega, because he's kind of went from being like, the resembled opponent and his low dollar opponent. Right, right. Uh, he's done the PWG, he's done the Ring of Honor. Alright. No, I'm not sure. Um, but he originally started out as a, I think he was like, he was a junior, right? Yeah, yeah, because he was talking about him being as a Fighting junior heavyweights in yeah. Japan. But then he said basically, went, oh, I want to be heavyweight. I'm now I'm classing myself as a heavyweight. Yeah. To go yeah. for the IBU GP belt. Right, right. Oh, no, it's like the guy, he uh, was undersized compared to the guy that he was wrestling. But the guy, I mean, the guy who was wrestling was 6'3. Um, or at least, if you believe what he said on the commentary. And, um, but I mean, he, in terms of WWE size, I mean, 6'3, 245 pounds, isn't actually that big. And, you know, and Kenny Omega was a lot smaller than he was, but I still, I don't imagine him being, I don't, I don't, I don't, know, I don't think he'd be smaller than AJ Styles is. I think he's on fire, Well, I mean, there's some stuff. Well, no, I mean, do you not feel like, I suppose he'd have to agree to come in on a similar type of deal to what I just asked him to to make sure he got that treatment. Oh, yeah. You wouldn't want to be talking about <clears throat> NXT if you were, uh, you know, earning that much money in Japan, which I assume is earning big money. Um, and I noticed they were talking on the broadcast about them coming over to America and doing shows in America as well. 
which I thought was quite interesting. Like trying to take um, huge by the world. Well, they've done the odd bit of crossover with right, before I'm reading on. Yeah, yeah. That's what it sounded like anyway. They talked about bringing full shows over because they kept they were talking about it at the beginning of the match actually about who will be better to lead New Japan now. They're going to take the show out of Japan and take it overseas because Okada can only speak Japanese, which limits him to who he can work with. Whereas Omega can speak English and Japanese, so he could work with more stars when they come over. Which I thought was really interesting that they were talking in almost breaking kayfabe. Yeah, you talk about you know the actual backstage stuff. I don't know. I don't know. I thought it was quite interesting. Can you imagine? He's thirty-three. Uh, he's six-four. He's two hundred three pounds. Yeah. So he's a bit bigger then. Not weight-wise though, which is interesting. But again, it's. I'm not too sure if he didn't get if he didn't get a deal like style. I don't think he'd be used in the same manner. I think he'd be treated probably almost like never was in a sense. You know, as a you know, does a little bit here and there, and then you know we don't really have any kind of story. I support you in, so do yeah. this, and which should be ruining him essentially. Yeah. Well, that's it. Well, look, the thing is, I mean, AJ Styles is a once-in-a-lifetime kind of guy, really, because there's not many people who would do what he did. He, okay, yeah, he made it on the NBC in America, and then, well, you know, still didn't pay that much, whatever it is. We tried to sign him on, like, you know, one of these developmental contracts. He wasn't interested. He went to Japan, made himself a big star in Japan, and then basically could write his own paycheck. So there ain't many guys who've done that. Um, or even could do that, have the determination to do that. You know, I, and you think about, I think about something like Snow Joe, who probably could have done something like that, but instead was having to take the development of it. And it's taken two years, maybe yeah, two years, we pushed up, pulled up. Two years, yeah. yeah. Well, I, I say that assuming he's going to get pulled up in the world. So, it's, I mean, again, day three. Do you, do you want to um, you know. So, yeah. yeah. You want the topic when you come back. You know? Before we came on. You want the topic you want all oh, right, go on, go on. Regarding the Omega Akari match. Right, right. Yeah, well, my question was, does, does, the, does the mythical match that you will pick to show a non-wrestling fan to try and get them interested in wrestling? Yeah. Now, Dave Meltzer gave this match <coughs> six stars. Yeah. And bear in mind, it's out of five. Yeah. Would you show this match to somebody who's never watched wrestling before to try and get them to watch wrestling? Um, That's my question. Now, I have my own answer. Um, but I was just quite interested. What you thought? I'd probably have to say no. 
So I'm fine, apart from probably having to sit there explaining the whole mythos of New Japan and all that sort of thing. Right. And I'm going to go from the history of the match and this Kenny Omega's football history and Carmen's history. And well, I mean, I didn't have any of that, and I watched it and. Well, yeah. <laughs> you opened your wrestling fans. Yeah, yeah. You're not trying to convert. I wouldn't not to convert you. Yeah, yeah. Because you. Because yeah, I already. You're a convert. convert. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> from my point of view, the man of a thousand gimmicks. Yeah. Which I forgot to mention in point five. Yeah, but that's kind of the talent. You're telling the boy. <laughs> but no, my reasoning is simply put, it's too long. I wouldn't show this to a non-wrestling fan because it's a very, very long match and if I show them this match, they will assume every match is like that. Yeah. Which is why which is why uh, people say you should never show you should never show them good take this this is big ball in hell as well. It's an absolutely epic match. That's one match on its own. Every other wrestling match is not like that match. So, it's like, I, I, I hate to say this match doesn't technically exist. If I was trying to show something to somebody to get them into wrestling, I'd probably show them a promo package before I show them a match. Yeah? Because the promo package gives you that story at that moment. Yeah, it's a brief three minute thing, so you can straight away. Yeah? And again, to show somebody. <laughs> <laughs> No, I say I just think it's too long. Uh, Fifty plus minutes, yeah. That's like a standard wrestling match is well probably closer to seven minutes. Wow, yeah, seven or eight minutes. Yeah, so I couldn't, I couldn't say you sit, you watch this match, and then you'll love wrestling because the way everything's perfect, they don't understand why it's perfect. Yeah, whereas. If I showed them a promo package, with any luck, they would immediately be invested in one of those characters. Yeah? So it's the character that drove them in. So you sit, you watch, and you're like, oh, right, yeah, I'm really grand like that because this guy's predictable, whatever it may be. Yeah? And that's what makes them invested in them. They're invested in the match, and it might be a, let me look and say, I'm going to put an hour match, I'm going to put a 10, 15 minute match, and whatever it may be. And that's that's how I think it gets really interesting. But I'm just wondering about opinion because obviously this is obviously it's, a really highly regarded yeah. match. It's one of them. It's you only watch it if you're a fan. Yeah. Like you wouldn't think, oh, I'm going to try and get interested. I'm going to watch Wrestling Kingdom 11. Yeah, yeah. And I'm going to watch the, the full show and the full main event, which goes on Jeff. Forty odd minutes, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's like no idea who anyone is or anything. Yeah. Here, watch five hours of wrestling. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like I'm, I'm pretty sure that's what WWE tries to do in WrestleMania. Yeah, sure. it is. Because it tries. Because that's why they got the stupid gimmick matches and stuff. He's trying to get new fans to watch to watch wrestling, but again. Oh look, we put Snooky on this year's WrestleMania. You tuned in to watch Snooky. No, you just turned wrestling fans off, and the people who wanted to see Snooky 
wait for it comes out on YouTube the next day. Like two years after she was famous. Well, yeah, but it always inevitably is. Well, that's just that's my example. Um, you know, they try like okay, the Mike Tyson thing worked. Yeah, ever since then they've consistently tried to do the same thing. Oh well, we'll have this person as a special force. Oh, Shaquille O'Neal's having a match. Shaquille O'Neal retired five years ago, and now he's having a match with Big Show. Yeah, people aren't gonna watch. Makes it doesn't you. It's like when I put Floyd Mayweather on. You're not going to pay your thirty dollars, fifty dollars, whatever it is, to watch the show just so I can see Floyd Mayweather I wrestle in air quotes the big show because you're not interested. It doesn't draw people in like it would do with say somebody like Mike Tyson. But Mike Tyson was transcendent and wasn't even involved in the sport of boxing at the time. He was busy trying to fight off lawsuits. Yeah. So at the end of the day. Again, trying to get somebody to suddenly tune in and watch a five-hour show because you know one celebrity's on it, they've been waiting for less than ten minutes. It doesn't work. If you were, if you did start watching wrestling because Snooki was on WrestleMania, please get in touch and I will block you. I'll put you to the hole in the backyard. That was a list of topic time. First one from Paul, who writes an important human, Paul from the Bath Podcast. Cool. Which Uh, 12. Well, you know, as many as I can carry. 
Don't have to get all your advantage. <laughs> oh no, they gave me a ride on give it cooks. Yeah. <laughs> what flavour did you want? I need what rad. <laughs> yeah, that was my choice. Don't know if you have a different answer. Oh! Interesting. Yeah. Go on, go on, go on. The, the, the one show you couldn't make it to because you stopped working. Balls. <laughs> <laughs> but it's free to watch on YouTube. Oh, you're going to say Cesaro Alagero. You win the thunder now. Yeah, call it. <laughs> I've seen it. <laughs> but you weren't there. I was not there, no. But I have seen it. You were not there at the interview. No, I was not. You were not there at that interview. I was there. <laughs> It was a good match, though. Yeah, I can understand that. Two very different matches, though. Yeah, I've actually seen them put even German suit there. Yeah, no, that was brutal. Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah. It was good. I can't even say that's better. I was just trying to come up with I was, I was thinking, can I say that was better? I don't think man. I thought man was really, really good. But I don't know. I wouldn't be able to split them. Was that on the show when you did the other rumble as well? I think. Yeah. I think it was, that was about to be Travis with uh... Okay, he's off somewhere. <laughs> he's off to kill the kids. Hey, put the gun down! No! <laughs> <laughs> Because um, if I'm right, that was the match where he walks out like a McDonald's bag. He's like, well, let's fall out give a peace offering. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, <laughs> on the same show they had on the Battle Royal, and I think Trav was in the corner, and it's like Rampage, Rampage murdering bitches. <laughs> so <laughs> Rams there, the Trav, and Trav is getting the thumbs up. <laughs> yes, it was, it was. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't actually, it wasn't just murdering bitches, it was just Jim Powers. He just... <laughs> Teed off on that fellow. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it was uh, still one of the funniest things I've seen. It's not Rumble on YouTube, but it is. Yeah. Oh, it up. <laughs> one of the funniest moments ever. Especially this fat guy get battered. He's <laughs> your favourite wrestler of all time. You gave them. You gave the match seven stars. <laughs> I did not give the match seven stars. <laughs> you gave that segment seven stars <laughs> for Jim Powers. You did not. I was in tears with laughter. You gave lots of it, mate. Oh, you know what? You gave it seven BKs out of like <laughs> the twelve that I drank. So yeah, what's your favourite Tell us. You see, I, I, I lose out because I haven't been to that many shows. I've missed that, I've missed that many because of work. And then... That's yeah. bad, I went to the Manchester show. I thought it would be a good idea to get drunk and start shouting Jesus every time. I was like, I don't know. That's funny moment. Because the CD Blue guys were there. Yeah. No, <laughs> I'll tell you what was a good match, actually. Yeah, I didn't mention um, I had it in my head and it's gone. It's going on me now. What did I went to? I think I went to a lot. Oh, that's much more. What about Joe Marston? No, no. 
a lot of people put out, oh, I just, I'm just, I'm only mentioning it because in terms of crowd reaction, I think that was that was more of From what I remember, the Libra. From what I remember, it did have a year of high. It did have a year of high, but I just, I see, obviously, over the the ending where you know John Morrison passed the torch um, in air quotes because he didn't want to have a torch to pass. Um, <laughs> you know, big jump going down. It was like that was a really really entertaining match because. I, I, I remember at that moment in time, I didn't really know what to think of Noam Dar. I knew he was talented, but he never got really a push into anything, really. You know, he, he was on every show, but he was never, oh, this guy's going to be the next PCW champion, or whatever it was. Yeah. And that kind of launched him into that run to the title, which, you know, in terms of story development for an indie promotion, was quite, it was obviously a really big moment, and it was quite a, it was quite a, Mm-hmm. They're getting ready because they're having people around. Yeah, or, yeah. 
the other people probably really watched it, the ones who even probably Skype watched it later on. Yeah, yeah. You might get the ones who missed it on the watch on catch up. Yeah. Or there's the ones that, like the kids and stuff who are like not doing anything. Yeah. Yeah. You limit your audience by the time you put it on. To be fair, like you say, but I mean, if WWE doesn't do close to five million, so you're not going to. No way. Um, Paul then asks, uh, best and worst gimmick matches. Uh, so we, we might have ourselves. Um, it's again what keeps into what I've said. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, anything that's to do with uh, like a festive theme or a Halloween theme or anything daft like that now, they're all stupid. That's what we like back to the last episode Pumpkin match. Yeah. Yeah. No, stupid. Yeah. Yeah. Anything like that's ridiculous, stupid. And I hate when they do it because they don't need to. Yeah. We know what day it is. We know what day's coming up. We don't need, we don't need you to then put a, a daft match on where you make some guy look like a complete nut at all. Oh, I tell you, there was one that was good, and it was the um, gravy wrestling match on SmackDown. Can't um, be worse than that. Sure. <laughs> she didn't know that. <laughs> you were about to say there was. No, I wasn't. I wasn't going down that route. But no, no. Perhaps he couldn't keep quiet. No, okay, put the gun down. <laughs> but yeah, no, that was fun. Welcome to the last half of the game, mate. <laughs> that was fun when I was 15. Point that out there. That was a long time ago. <laughs> Yeah, but to be fair, WWE did quite a lot. Like, we wouldn't have a great match. Why? But that was the case of, well, you can do We have all the great pieces. Yeah. In spring. Yeah. But it's like, yeah, but no, they, like, we did it at, like, festive time. So it was supposed to be great and stuff. And I was like, right, well, if you're going to do it, you might as well, you know, stick to Scandi 5 women and some gravy. <laughs> 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 it was 15, woman. <laughs> <laughs> okay, see, not the night. <laughs> I'll pay for it later, don't worry about it. <laughs> right. No doubt it'll be about 3am when Katie's like pain and you got some smacks in the balls. <laughs> What happened? I don't know what happened. Why's my balls hurting? No. Night terror. Night terror. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so. At least <laughs> he's trying to kill himself. Back to the topic in hand. You book this shit. <laughs> <laughs> you apparently, you're the booker. <laughs> but no, good matches, good gimmick matches anyway. I like the concept for Money in the Bank when it was for, like when they did it once a year yeah. and not or not yeah, having some dedicated pay per view. Once a year, um, that was a good idea, good concept. I quite like the Elimination Chamber. 
that was also a relatively good idea. Unfortunately, now this whole pay-per-view didn't get into it, which, you know, I, again, I want one every year, that's it. Yeah. Um, which one's the problems now, because of how heavy it is, you want to sit in the arena back in the cabin. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm not sure about that. Um, LSL was good before the event of the game, but due to it and put matches in it that don't need to be on. Um, Chelsea. Chelsea, again, same thing. The thing with gimmick matches is, <coughs> the good is small doses. If you have one a year, you can build up to it. But that, that also doesn't mean that I want one every single year. So, like, the first TLC match was brilliant. The second TLC match, again, was pretty brilliant. And then now there's a whole pay per view dedicated to TLC. Well, no, I don't want that. Oh, oh, like, I want it on one time in a special occasion. You know, I didn't. I, I don't need it every year. It's like a Hell in a Cell match should be reserved for the Undertaker, but now everybody has it. It, it was his gimmick. It was his match. It's like they don't do them anymore. Casket matches. Casket matches never really work for me anyway. But it's, in fact, that was probably one of the. On the other side of it, which one of the work, like you know, more ropey ones, let's say. Yeah. Um, but again, you don't. It, it's one of them that should be safe for the Undertaker, really. Ambulance matches, don't don't like that either. Very alive. Again, I'm looking on that. I quit matches, and now John Cena's match. Well, again, I don't. And I quit match is. There's not. Anyway, every five seconds they're stopping to pick the mic up. It's frustrating, yeah. it's annoying. All the refs walking around with the mic so I can hear it rustling against his arse cheeks. Yeah, no, I'm not really, I don't really want that. I'm not, yeah. You know, it's the thing with gimmick matches, is keep them to, you know, so they're not, they're not, they shouldn't be treated like normal matches, they should be treated yeah. like speciality. Like a table match, a table match was a Dudley's thing, but you know, table matches just, you know, every couple of weeks on a row. No, have a table match. No, no, table matches should be safe for pay per views. Yeah. yeah. Any of these given matches is a pay per view match. Don't matter. On your TV shows, should be standard rules matches or no DQ matches. That's it. And in fact, I'm not even a fan of having no DQ matches on. It should just be standard wrestling matches. Everything else, just save the pay per views. Yeah. I can iron my matches. They don't. I can't remember last time he did have that match. Uh, he might have won for the women's title actually. Yeah. Sasha Banks and Charlotte. Was it? Oh, oh you think? Oh no, I meant on the real, on the, the main show. What is on the main show? Can't remember. But either way, I'm on matches again. One, have one a year if that, have one every couple of years because then it makes it more important. Like they did a last man standing match on the row between Braun Strowman and Sami Zayn. What was the point? Why? Why did I need, I didn't need that? Let's blow off to that feud on Raw. Yeah, pointless. Absolutely pointless. <laughs> no? So why not save that for a pay per view? You've invested in it, you've built up to it, and then we're going to put this great map, what well, should be a great match, watch it, on Raw when it should be on a pay per view. Because it's a speciality match, and yeah, we're just going to go away from that. So, but then again, that, that's a bit of a thing that I brought up the last one about, and have the pay-per-view, and then the next night, and probably have all the same matches. Fucking stupid. 
This is quite an annoying question because I've got that book at home, like the final 2001 book, like, thinking it's like, uh, probably like, a wonderful impression. Oh, right. Like, that cheers character, which things that happened. Yeah. And I'm a giant endowment and it's brought back. Oh, lovely. It rained. For worst that comes to mind, the first one that sort of when I read it was um, we covered it before was like the domed cage match in CNA. Oh god, yeah. Um, I can't remember what it was called, but yeah, I know, I know which one you mean. The one where it, it took him that long to climb out. Yeah, but, and it's like, oh, we, we can't sell this much longer. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> and he went in the end, he crawled out for camera. Yeah, because he couldn't get out the top. He was on the side. Yeah, he was just struggling to get out the top of it, so he had to crawl out. So stupid. Um, WCW and had the King of the Road match. It was the King of the Road match. It was where they, they pre it was that one where they couldn't they still couldn't have blood on TV and one of them got busted over from the hard way. It oh, may have been the MX. Right. Um, it was Dustin Rhodes to someone else and there's a match on a truck. Oh, dri- driving through like some sort of hilly thing. <laughs> and they've got to start at the end of the truck. Work the way to the front of this Right. and ring the bell to win the match. That's how ridiculous it happened. <laughs> <laughs> That's so stupid. Welcome to the lost art of wrestling. <laughs> Russo booked it. <laughs> this, is, this is pre-Russo. No. Like, this is in the dark. This is like when the medieval time of wrestling like in the mid-90s, like 94. Jesus. That sounded so Russo <laughs> Um, there was the anything on a pole. Yeah. <laughs> always stupid. Always stupid. The pair on a pole, don't they? Yeah. The pinata on a pole. So no. we've got a group of Mexican readers. Right, you're Mexican. You're Mexican. You're Mexican. Pinata on a pole. <laughs> I'll, t- I'll tell you one that I don't like. That I think I might get some people. Ultimate X match. Don't like it. Um, so like, why? Well, when, when the X drops off the money. Yeah, when the, when the contract falls off, but they have to get the clipboard. Yeah. So stupid. It's not the contract you have to get, it's the clipboard that held the contract. Alright, good cover there. <laughs> yeah, what are you doing? Yeah, any matches involving fans? Yeah. Lumberjacks. Um, Any matches involving celebrities? Yeah. Lumberjacks. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, no, actually, they're not really keen on Lumberjack matches, but so the Lumberjacks aren't doing anything. And ultimate, uh, it's, it's smart. Well, in like TNA, where they had that one with like, James Storm and someone else, where they all get the fans' belts. And it's like, oh, if they come out the win, you can hit them with the belts. And it's like, but they can't retaliate. And it's like, that's just a recipe for disaster. It was. Yeah. Um, Scaffold matches, yeah. awful. Yeah. Um, the most things Japan have done. <laughs> the, the, the swimming pool death match. I've not seen it. There was a, a swimming, swimming pool. There was a pool on a ring on a, a ring on a floating on a pool. Right. And they had to get boats out to it. <laughs> <laughs> Um, it's not only apparently with the water freezing cold. 
but if we got thrown into the water that was entered them eliminated, then the explosion went off. <laughs> okay. Um, it was like an exploding pool death match or something. Right, that sounds ridiculous. Helena uh, Kennel. Helena, oh god. <laughs> <laughs> what are the dogs going to do? Shooting this everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on my TV. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm on that. So yeah, again, anything sort of involving space heaters. Anything involving animals. Dry ice animals. Uh, oh, uh, Inferno matches. That's stupid. Yeah. The Wyatt family versus Katie and Inferno match is so, so stupid. They've got carpet! <laughs> <laughs> the Wyatt family are in the ring, oh my god! I was just like, oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. And it's like one arm tied behind your back, I'm not a fan of stupid shit like that. Yeah, my phone uh, matches. Yeah. But apparently there was one that was quite good. But I'm not saying. Which one? Um, Jake the Snake and Rick Martel. Apart from Jake the Snake race K-Fape within like 20 seconds of getting the blindfold on. Oh, man. Um, yeah. But if you ignore that, apparently it's quite good. <laughs> I mean, it's fine, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going based on what the uh, guys on the OSW said. Yeah, that's not your Bible. What? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> um, like the, the one they had recently where it's like the, the, the shark cage over the range. Oh. And the manager in the cage. Yeah, they're, the putting, they're doing a Jericho, aren't they? Yeah. At the Rumble. Yeah. Yeah, that's not right. I don't understand why. I don't understand what it does. It's bad enough to keep up with the phone. Like, we know what's happening. He's going to drop something. The news by Roman Reigns. Yeah, probably. Um, drop the list. <laughs> it's only the best. TLC. No. Yeah. TLC when TLC back way back when when it was OG TLC. Yeah. Yeah. I want to sell when we never delete TLC. Um, uh, when it was originally. Like, yeah, just for the Undertaker. Yeah, when it was just when it was a proper special one once in the blue moon. Yeah. yeah. Um, just like like any, it's like any kind of match. Almost. It, well, there are some that are obviously stupid, like the ones with games, but like there are some that work, and obviously work. Like an Iron Man match works. A Hell in Cell works. It's just you have to limit the exposure of it. These things become boring when they are exposed and overused. So, like, I really enjoyed my in the bank matches, or at least I did, until they got overexposed and overused. Yeah? One a year was more than enough, because it was more the implication of what that briefcase meant. Now there's two, or there's four a year, and it's stupid. It becomes pointless. Oh, I've got another bad one. Oh, yeah. The reverse battle royal. So you have to get in the ring. Yeah. Yeah, they did it. Oh. Not even shocked. Mm. Not even shocked. Like a tin, anyway. Yeah, I've been over now. Give my 
say I hate them, but I will watch them occasionally because I would do like gimmick stuff. It's really not played or it's just it's been done once. It's like I wouldn't do it again. It's like, we know what's not. It's like war games. The first war games was quite good. Yeah. The second war games was apparently quite good, and it just went more steadily and steadily downhill, and became more and more stupid. I'm not sure much the page is helping. Yeah. So it's going to do with it's hoping savage. It's like, oh, we're out. Right, Pink Flair. Yeah. The champion. Yeah. But well, then again, that's... that's good. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, then Paul Hurts asked, best non-WWE or TNA signed British female talent? Best non-signed. Best non-signed would have to be British. <laughs> well, you asked me first. <laughs> um, I really don't want to say it from David's, but I'm out. I'm not saying I'm much sold to a car in Well, that's it. The reason why I'm struggling is there isn't that. I've not seen that much British women's wrestling because most of the indie shows I go to don't have women's matches on. Um, you know, and the what the, 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 I tell you what, actually, I did. Uh, we watched when we went to a PCW show once, and there was an all female wrestling show on. Oh, yeah, day right. show. That was it. Wrestling yeah. Eve, yeah, I don't remember it. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, that, that match eventually released with the actual uh, release of the free show thing. Oh, yeah. But I think it just sort of captured how bad it was. There you go. So the answer probably is the resume. <laughs> Uh, well, there's a few. There's nothing here, I'd say. It's like Kaylee Ray, Franklin, it's only one of the documents. Right, right. Okay. Uh, Kaylee Ray was alright. She jumped off the bar. What? <laughs> they flip the do every now and then. Yeah. Um, I don't know what yours. It's a hard question to answer because we haven't seen that much of it. Yeah. Um, and what we have seen was very limited. Uh, it was limited in time and it was limited in terms of exposure. As we were explaining before, if you haven't seen these people before, you have to have a, you have to somehow create an investment in them. Yeah. Now, a five minute match between, like, uh, well, five minutes, say, like, the first time I was there exposed to Viking, and said, wait, I was going to find out. She was in a tag team match, lasted less than five minutes, on that Pro Wrestling Eve show, when I was probably half caught, but it was anyway, uh, and this is by midday. Um, so, my, the, my investment in that was limited. I won't even show the match, that was most difficult thrown out. He yeah. Was, that with him in your book account because he was in troll things and acting like he doesn't know what's going on. Well, that's it. That, that show was that bad. The book didn't have a clue. <laughs> so, you know, it's unfortunate because I'm sure there are talented female wrestlers in the UK, but I haven't seen them. <laughs> so. I think the other ones we've seen really Yeah, well, that, yeah, but that, again, I don't, I don't, 
I, the, main, the problem with that is, is that I would say Emma Davis because I don't think, okay, against the other women, she did seem quite good, especially when Sorry in Future Shop. She looked quite you know, a bit better when she was, the way she was booked in Future Shop. But what I, all I remember is Bubblegum running over and pinning her and shouting sex pin at the top of her voice and pissing myself off. <laughs> and I, yeah, that's what I remember. Well, I saw um, I saw a bit of Nixon Newell at Chicago. Right. Where she was on the Fight Club Pro pre show and was like a couple of exhibitions. Right, right. Well. Which is pretty good. Right. Um, I think she was part of the tryout as well recently. You have to go part of the old one. Oh, right, okay. Again, uh, April Davis, she's got the mixed martial arts background. Yeah, yeah, like I say, when she was facing the wound, it was interesting, it was, you know, it was quite good, but then she started facing the men, and then didn't appear for months, and then was suddenly back again, it was weird, it was like they almost forgot to book her, it was, I think, yeah, maybe, maybe so, I'd say, I'm not committed to the background of these people, or their private lives or anything like that, so, I don't know. It was just one minute she was there and she was on PCW and Future Shark and other things and the next minute she was gone and then a few months later she was back. Like, yeah, she's back. Like, Alright, where'd she go? I'm not telling you. Nobody knows. <laughs> 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 what now? <laughs> uh, right. I have another topic. Yeah. Yeah? Go for it. Tune in. The big news. The massive news. Go on, drop the news. No more Dixie Carter bitches. No more. Well, you say no more, she still has an equality uh, a share in it. Um, yeah, it's a minority share, yeah. and she's having nothing to do on the screen. But she's not director anymore. Yeah, she's gone. We no longer have to look at her or listen to her or suffer through her, but. <laughs> For some reason, I thought you were going to say this was like when there's a picture of which she dresses Kevin Mantham from the AE podcast. Fool me. To be fair, uh, when she first took over the company, it was fine. And then she I don't know who told her to do webs you know, to basically can it all and you know change everything. Well that's what she ruined it. And then she became an on screen personality, which should never have happened. Which ruined it even more. And uh but no. I'm just glad she's gone. Which also, I don't know if you've noticed, now coincides with Josh Jarrett. I'll be back. Yes, I have. I read that before. Yeah. Which um, did get mentioned in a topic uh, by Dad, who said, In TNA future, no more Dixie, Dix, no, no more Dixieland as chairman. And Jarrett rumored to come back. Thoughts? Oh, see? I preempted the listeners, not it? Or maybe you went through my moment. No, not really. Well, thank you for writing in because I did want to talk about this <laughs> and I am sure that she's gone. It's only a positive. What? No, At what point I'm does just, it become a negative? No. The other problem is I'm just thinking back to that point where we're saying about you watching Wrestle Kingdom and like watching like the. Alright, I want to see some psychology. <laughs> Alright, now, now show, show me some great wrestling. <laughs> 
So I think you're right. Right, right. show me Dixie gone. <laughs> show me Jeff Jarrett coming back. Ectoplasm. <laughs> I was about to say, um, I was about to think of the terminology for this. A-R-O-J. <laughs> <laughs> I'm wrong. <laughs> no, I'm... tell me what. Give, give, give me a reason why it's negative. It's not negative. I think it was negative. Oh, um, because Jane Borash says she's the best boss ever. <laughs> <laughs> Jane Borash, who is de- definitely a fan's family. We discussed that in the last one. <laughs> we discussed it in the first one. Was it the first one? Yes. There you go. You want our opinion on Jeremy Borash? Go back to the first episode. And if it's not on that one, listen to episode two. And if it's not on that one, listen to episode three. Yeah, it's definitely not on episode Get four. Get our listens on. <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely not on episode four, we know that. Maybe we may have covered it again because we wanted to. It wasn't on episode four. I don't think. <laughs> For you know, <laughs> it was Bunkle. Yes. Watch as I wink. Yes. Now watch as I <laughs> Now as I nod and stamp your foot, you say hello. <laughs> hello, Mr. Thompson. Hello. <laughs> well, no, I, I think, to be fair, preferring to get a TV deal. Well, I'm not suggesting <laughs> over here, but Vandy gets a better TV deal. Yeah. Um, uh, I read some, I can't remember if I read somewhere or heard it somewhere that they were possibly going to Hulu. Which, but um, I seem to remember reading it somewhere, um, which would be quite interesting because that would be a coup for them, really. I think that would help them a lot. Yeah, I'd make more reference to what they're on now. Well, yeah. It's, so I think that'd be quite that'd be quite good for him. Um in terms of actual talent that they've got, Jeff Jarrett coming back is only gonna be a positive though, I don't think he ever drawed a dime. Uh, or at least maybe not so much I don't think he ever did. I know a lot of people in the wrestling business don't think he ever did. But you know, at the end of the day, does Jeff Terrace still have name value? Yes. Um, I'm pretty sure he'll still be able to go in some capacity, but he's all... He can't be your main star because you can only go as high as Jeff Terrace's star will take you and it's a too mediocrity because he is mediocre at best. Well, if he books himself, and then he'll put himself over. Yeah, but even, even so, I mean, in terms of Jeff Jarrett's drawing power, in terms of Jeff Jarrett's talent, yeah. he is... <clears throat> he is a mediocre talent and he's now an aging mediocre talent so again you can't book him as your transcendent star you need to create one um, which I thought they were doing with Bobby Lashley but then stopped that that train probably but I said around Bobby Lashley and the you had all the house whatever yeah. I say at one point they seemed like the way they were going. At one point they were pushing madness when we when I used to watch it. And he was the champ. But again, they kinda of killed that as well, and now he's 
seat lead on that school. But the British Invasion, that was a good angle. That was cool. Magnus was sort of in top keep off from in GF Yeah, GFW. Right. But no one seems to know what that is anymore. Is it a company? Is it an entity? Is it a name? No idea. I say I don't really know much about it. No one seems to. Yeah. I don't believe in Jarrett's way anymore, what GFW is. Well no. I'm guessing that we'll do some sort of deal with Tay. <laughs> no, he's in it. This was originally rumoured anyway. The problem is, it's like, as, as Billy Corbin said when he came in, he's like, the first thing we're going to do is rebrand it, get yeah. rid of Tay and that. Yeah. So hopefully, Jarrett may possibly do the same. Yeah. Well, something needs to, because it. <laughs> It's not only been dragged through the mud, it's been dragged through the mud, shit, the sewer, it's been kicked, shot, set on fire, brought back to life, shot again. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's 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 definitely dead now. <laughs> Please give up. It's like Borash, I'm trying to live forever. Borash won't die, I'll just keep getting revived and thinking it's the last common part of the world. <laughs> The future could be bright. The future could also be the same shit that we're used to. Nothing to pop for. Yeah. See you later, mate. Rest in peace. Fingers <laughs> crossed. Um, next one, Paul asks, opinions from on the Nexus. I'm going to let you answer this. You answered like you watched all five seasons or whatever. Of the Nexus or? Oh, oh no, yeah. Williams has opinions on the Nexus. So, right, okay. The Nexus could have been awesome, but instead John Cena shot it. That's, uh, that's pretty much summed it up. Basically, the Nexus could have been really, really good, but then they suddenly, for some reason, decided that, oh, well, uh, we don't like them having seven members. So we'll fire one of them and not tell anybody why and not tell anybody that that's happening. So we'll just fire one of them and act like it didn't exist. Then we'll have Cena squash them every week. Oh no, sorry, he didn't even do that. He kind of did. And then we'll have the, the leader of the Nexus go over on John Cena. So John Cena has to join the Nexus. But John Cena can't turn heel because it made this fat man with an affliction t-shirt cry. So what we now have to do is keep him a face but inside a heel faction and he just beats them up every single week. Oh great, that's really good booking, uh not. Um so yeah, that was stupid. They had a great thing, they could have turned it into almost like an end of the O style thing if they really wanted to. Because I for one bought a t shirt and check out seriously regret. Um I will never ever wear outside. <laughs> um but you know, it's. Only when you really want a Nexus t shirt. What? I think we only wanted a Nexus t shirt. Yeah. You're like, oh, it's the coolest thing ever! It was cool, because it could have been cool. At the very beginning, it was really cool. They came out, they attacked people, they left. Right. It, it could have been the shield. It could yeah. have been the shield. But they thought, no, we're not doing that. Because John Cena doesn't like it, so John Cena's going to shit on everybody again because he has to go over. 
and even when he doesn't go over, he's still shit on it in the end. Nexus or core, you have to wear one of these. Oh, wear a Nexus shirt. Every single day over a core shirt. Dear God. At least it was some semblance of style. That core shirt was terrible. Core were terrible. Well, that was a stupid idea. Oh, well, it kind of worked that first time, so let's do it a second time. We'll give them even less chance to get over and give them all to lose. I'll try again with the new Nexus. Yeah, no, again, stupid. It's just ridiculous. The, ne- the Nexus, isn't it? It should, have never, it should have come along and stayed the course. And they panicked at the end of it. But I don't know who panicked. The rumours that I've been reading, especially recently, where that John Cena just didn't like it. And Skip Sheffield, sorry, um, right back, didn't say this podcast that the whole reason they killed it was because John Cena didn't want it to happen. John Cena didn't like the fact that somebody else could have been in the spotlight. So, yeah, that was it. You get the goal. I thought we were already dead. Job pop, okay. Should be better. Sorry, that's the wrong No, Katie, put the knife down! <laughs> Like I said to you in I think episode the last episode about the rest of that. They leave now a problem with the company. I'm gonna speak about it on a podcast. Yeah. But then that goes down the whole road road of oh I'm gonna appear on your podcast. Now you have to appear on mine, but it's not the same exactly the same stuff, just slightly differently. Yeah. So Well Rick Flair stopped doing his recently. Oh did he stop doing it? Alright. I didn't even know what it is. But he started doing it because uh, when I did listen to this thing, like the Steve Austin podcast, he did an episode with Rick Flair that was really interesting. But I, 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 I don't think I'd Stephen Dale's listen to Flair, really. To be honest. It sounded like it was Flair and like he doing it rather than like Flair sitting by himself, quoting yeah. the Audible and. Yeah. Podcast what? I don't think John Podcast what? Oh, I don't know. That was just, that was just a guess because there were more podcasts. I think I'm going to listen to my podcast. Maybe um, Adam Rose. <laughs> well, again, pointless. <laughs> but uh, so, I don't know, what did you think of the Nexus? Because again, I, it was an amazing moment when Wade Barrett went over. At least I thought the problem was, I, I didn't see much in the Nexus, like, other than on the odd. Yeah. I think I've, I've managed to somehow watch the Barrett scene match, possibly after the block. Is it? I don't see the match was if it stuck at it, it could have been so it could have meant so much more than it did. It could have been so good. Because I just remember looking at the crowd and there's one guy on the front row going sick, actually jumps up and is getting in people's faces and everything. There's kids crying, there's that fat guy in the stupid affliction shirt. There's, you know, hugging his wife because John Cena lost. You know, grown men crying because someone lost a wrestling match, which is fake, people. You know, it's just unbelievable. I'm so funny. Yeah. I'm sorry, but I don't know. I mean, I'll get around. Come on, 
It's you, Tim, I can tell me. so good because there was a certain element of the wrestling fans that wanted to see it and it was great good to see it and they battled it and just what I say if it was Cena then shame on you don't go see shame on you What are your opinion on the Please write in. <laughs> Let me know if you think Ryback was bullshit. That's kind of what I want to know. Let me know what you, what, what you think. Because I, I partly think he was, but then again... In terms of what we've got then from his wife, let us know if you think Ryback was fibbing. <laughs> it's what you should have said. Probably. <laughs> what now? Right, on to the wand. Oh, okay. Take me up the door. She's back. She's back. She's going. She's in the front of the man in the bathroom. Bad. I'm not getting it now. What's the matter? We have it. Uh, next one. The one you really want to cover. Okay. Uh, remove. Oh, last. Remove one from history. Okay. Undertaker, The Rock, or Stone Cold Steve Austin. Explain the reasons for and against. Alright, okay. I'm gonna remove the Undertaker. Straight away. I don't think. To be fair, I can make an argument. I can't. The only one that I cannot make an argument to remove is Stone Cold Steve Austin. Because wrestling wouldn't be what it is today without character and without somebody taking that character. Now, the reason why I'm choosing The Undertaker is because, despite his longevity, and despite how he's made that gimmick work, considering it probably wasn't looked upon that favourably when it first came around, I don't think there are that many great matches with The Undertaker in it. And I don't think he is a draw. And so I'll explain, I'll explain why. I think the Hell in a Cell match with Mankind is a good match. I cannot name another match I, off the top of my head, that I really enjoyed that he was in. I didn't like. Oh no, sorry, I'll tell, I'll tell you. I can name one. Brock Lesnar in Hell in a Cell. That was alright. The streak at WrestleMania. There's one or two good matches in it. Uh, the Booger Red character, not really into it. Biker Undertaker. Okay, Roland was good. We was good for a week. But then we all had it on our phones and whatnot anyway, so that kind of lost its pizzazz. Yeah. Um, I was. The Ministry of Undertaker was fine, but was, again, that, I don't think without without Stone Cold Steve Austin that anybody would have watched. And how about how, 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 how? Yeah, but again, that all stems from <laughs> Vince McMahon and Stone Cold Steve Austin told you. 
So adamant who it is. Um, why I wouldn't take the rock out is because the rock has been the guy. He was top ladder. And he was a draw. He is a draw. He was that much of a draw that they tried to bring him back on a part-time basis and had him win the title so that he could face John Cena for the title of WrestleMania, and then. He was that much of a draw. They did it again the year after. So, he has been. Bear in mind, the Undertaker was there at this time. But the draw was still. Right. The draw was Stone Cold Steve Austin. It wasn't the Undertaker. The Undertaker has always been the secondary character. And that's why I think you, can, you could erase him and have some deep steps into that place. King could have done it. Uh, you think you're uh, right? <laughs> the problem is, is like most of the most enjoyable moments are the Attitude Era, or one of our favourite eras. Yeah. It, it was golden at times. Near enough all three of them. Yeah. But, like, Rock and Austin more so than Taker. So, so you agree with me? I'm, yeah, I'm pretty much fine to agree. Do you agree for the same reasons? Yeah, I'd never say, I wouldn't, like... Because I can't remember sort of who was the main draw when Austin was his neck in the dream around that time, he'd only have to be chance, wasn't it? Yeah. So, he's never... He's never the draw in that No, time. but again, even, even back then, Brett, was it Brett Hart was your champion? It's all about Brett, Sage, Sean. Well, not Mark Seven, so yeah, Sean Brett. So, where's your insight? Gallivanting Well, he's in the company, but he's not George. Well, maybe we'll do that one. Like, you So again, he's, he, the way, let's say, the way I look at it is, he was never the guy, he was too the, the guy, yeah. so you have to Yeah. And I mean, even though he's been a mainstay and yeah. the streak, 
Yeah, but this street goes a matter of you. It's just an excuse to bury young guys and get paid every year. Um, like I say, it, I think you could have, I mean, you could have so you could put so many different names into a similar situation, but we won't be where we are about Stop Posty Wrestling. The rock has been that transcendent of wrestling. He's the highest paid actor in Hollywood today. He's done something right. And like I said, if you walk, like I, I remember being a kid and walking around in those days and you arrive at a Stone Cold Steve Austin and a rock fan, you can meet that many people and say, oh, actually, no, I'm a, I'm a concept fan. You get the odd big following fan. But there was no, oh no, I'm taking you to the first place. Wrestle Kingdom has just been on before. Yep. And it's a lot different in terms of styles of the US WWE type. Is that a good thing or a bad thing? So, yes, it's a good thing to have diversity of styles. Yes, I prefer it. Um, we've discussed the style of wrestling I prefer before. Um, but again, as we talked about in, you know, at the beginning of the podcast when I talked about magic. I like the silent crowd. I like the fact the crowd's blacked out. I like uh, that the focus is on what's happening in the ring, not this stuff on the outside. Yeah? I like it it's like the WWE it's all about well, yeah, it's all about the production value. The the, yes, there's good, there's good in ring action, it's getting better and it's becoming more nuanced and niche to that style, yeah, to that indie style of wrestling, because there's more and more indie wrestlers coming from this style. Yeah. But you still have stupid storylines, stupid gimmicks like, oh, let's have this story because these two guys cheat because then this is a kind of or, you know, sex best storyline. Yeah. <laughs> so. It's happening, Katie, it's happening. So and I know and I know these things happen in Japan as well, but as soon as it comes to win the ring, the commentators aren't talking about that. They're not talking about everything that's going on backstage, they're not, you know, back to these people who are on the outside or anything like that. The first time moves, match, what's happening in the ring. The psychology of the match. <laughs> the last one saying that, I don't think it was New Japan. And, uh, it's on YouTube, it's like the, the greatest entrance in wrestling. So it's a guy, he's there like rubbing a lamp, right. like a genie's lamp. He's there, it's like the, the commentators were mental. He's there, like looking at menacing, rubs it, throws it in this hole, just yeah. smoke comes up out of nowhere, and it's just all like a massive, like yeah. a massive cloud almost. It's all slowly descends and nuclear stuff there. Yeah, nice. Um, but you thought the thing you've got on, you can't see everything from looking at the right. So you get the way sort of tiptoeing towards the ring, and like Tajiri, I think it's Tajiri in the ring, and somebody must look on Tajiri's face and brilliant. <laughs> but again, it's like going with that thing of like trips and like, jam, yeah, totally. He's like, I've dressed as mankind, I'm going to take it off, and trips and stuff. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Completely shit all over it. Yeah. Didn't. Yeah. 
Well, that whole map looks like but a whole thing with an egg and mm. it was a proper gimmick storyline, boy. Yes, yeah. I'd, I'd say it's like they don't want to do for almost. Yeah, but then this, you have Japan is like America in a way where you have different stuff. Like you have, you have Chicago, which has the lucha, the comedy, the strong style. Yeah, uh, just family entertainment stuff. You got. PWG, which has the strong style stuff, you've got the high flying stuff, you've got yeah. the WWE, which has sort of dark style. Yeah, you've got Ring of Honor, which has their style, and you've got just Japan, which is kick shit out of each other. Yeah. Essentially, it's the majority of it is strong style. Yeah, it is, but it's. Again, that's. But it's, I think it's. I don't know if it's the way that he's asking it, if it is, would that style translate well to America? Uh, no. I don't think it does. I don't think, I don't think what I like in wrestling is what a lot of people like. Um, I don't, I think it's great for, like, when you first see it, and when you have one-off matches that are proper strong style matches, I think people mark out over it, especially proper wrestling. Or people who like, really like technical wrestling, like roles, like, or even like almost like people who like Chris Benoit, people who like um, that style of technical wrestling, which is a bit more flashy production and whatnot, and pace. But what you find nowadays is strong style. It doesn't have it doesn't have to be fast paced. And it is, it's like that for taking up a notch in terms of the impact and the intensity. The pace is, it's not as, let's run over here, for you over here, let's run 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 over here, like we were saying before, if you took that match, that near arrow long match, and you showed that to somebody who's been watching nothing but the WWE in their life, it's too slow. They don't, not used to being psychology. Um, it's too slow, and like the slow dissection of each body part, like we discussed before, they're not, their attention span doesn't last that long, almost. I'm not trying to be insulting. Um, I'm trying to say that it, it's geared towards a younger audience nowadays, which is why John Cena so heavy over. And this, they'll say it now, you will hear it. People are chanting, let's go see their children and women, and you can hear it. And people who are chanting, see themselves are men. Yeah? Because he. That's that's where that's what we've been trying to aim people to work, kids work, PG and stuff like that. And I couldn't I like my two kids are ten and six. I couldn't get them to sit through that wrestling match and explain to them why it's good. But I get them to sit through a six minute John Cena match where he throws midgets Yeah, probably. 
you know, or even could I get him to sit through, uh, you know, a cane match where he comes out with the mask on and fire and all that, and it's, you know, over the top. So that's the way I look at it. It's done well for Japan, New Japan. I think it's got them that high. Yeah, of course it does. But it's got them having wrestling fans. You know, with true wrestling fans, so to speak. Rather than what I call like couch wrestling fans. Leave me at the end. Oh, that's good. Same. More exposure is always better. Um, yeah, we covered the, the TNA thing, this sort of last topic we've got. Sweet. Um, Dad asks, who do you think will be when there is really UK title? I've got boys to get out of here. You can't remove five. You removed five? Yeah, put five. Put five people in the place. Alright, so. oh, okay. There's Danny Birch, right. Mark Andrews, Roy Johnson, Dan Maloney, Joseph Connors, Tyson T-Bone, James Drake, Tyler Bate, Sam Bradwell, Jordan Devlin, Wolfgang Pete Gold, H.C. Dyer, Trent Seven, and Saxon Huxley. Right. Um, well, I know it's on, well, just quite recently on Facebook, uh, Lionheart was pushing for uh, Wolfgang. So, you know, he's, uh, I think he's, well, I'm guessing given him his back on, you know. Yeah. That's his, well, I don't want to say pick, but his boy. Um, I'm, Gonna go with Tyson T-Bone. No, because that's the guy I've seen. You've been James Drake. I have, but not as much. So I'm gonna go with T-Bone because I know we can put on I know we can work, I know we can put on a good match. Um just don't let him use a chair. Um No, I say I, I have to go with the guy that I know that I've seen that I know can work, that I know has had good matches. So there you go. There's my pick. Take it away, Will. Um. Now the one person I've seen managers, seen Tebow, seen James Drake. Anyone has really seen more than the other guys. I've yeah. seen about, I've seen a few of my bones or twice, but... Yeah. Um, I'm sort of inclined to go for sort of the hometown boy and go James Drake. Yeah, I can't argue with that. To be fair, if I didn't know any of them, I probably would just go with the hometown boy. <laughs> <laughs> I would have gone with the guy from them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, James Drake. Yeah. So, but yeah, I think they already will. And he was like, oh, Cassio, Cassio's owner has come back. Yeah, he's huge now. Like, well, at least he looks huge in pictures I've seen. I think he's hot fat. Yeah, that's what I mean. <laughs> he's like proper Toby. He's talking, he's That's a good thing. The, one thing. the thing is, the one knocking him last time he was in Erskine was that he didn't put the work in to make himself look better. And then he's just gained like 50 pounds or something like that. It looks even worse, and they're just like, He's too good not to sign him. <laughs> yeah, because it's. I was listening to a podcast he interviewed on. I was to it last night, and he's saying sort of like it's uh, like 2016 was like my year. 
Yeah. Like I've been done away with had five star matches like Cody Rhodes, Zack Sabre, Sammy Callahan, I faith all these people yeah. and stuff and I'm just like constantly Yeah. Like but it's too good to ignore if anything yeah. like so Oh, I mean Nakamura, I oh no. Yeah. That was good. Very good. You see, again, when we talk about strong style form, whether it get over, look at Shinsuke Nakamura. He's got it over. But could you sit and watch five hours of that? And I don't think the average wrestling fan can either. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, anything else you want to No, I'm cool. We will eventually get to Heatwave 98. We will one day. I keep promising it. But we will do it. <laughs> God damn it, Coxie. <laughs> we will do it. We'll do it next episode. Alright, okay. Do shake hands on the mic. We'll act like we shook hands on the mic. <laughs> Fair enough. We'll move away from the mic and bring you in. People might not get that reference, it's a bit old now. I get it. <laughs> There's been on one day of like 24 who listens to our show. <laughs> you don't know that. <laughs> You're welcome, man. <laughs> See, everyone's gonna, no one's gonna get that reference. I get it. You get it, and that's how I mean.
I'll get Mom. They can explain their decision. <laughs> you make the call. Yeah, right. You book. There you go. Handing you the reins. <laughs> Fine, I'll book the next passing you, Passing you the mug. <laughs> <laughs> I'm booking it. You're booking it. Yeah, fine, I'll book it for the next show. You'll have to give me a day. February the 6th. Any of it. <laughs> you made the decision. Well, uh, you first put February the 6th. People expect it. And then we won't do it. I'll just go February the 6th. 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 I'll just Aim for this area. <laughs> you said you only want one kid, not two. I'm giving out his face. Think of it. Oh, you, you I just saved your life. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it, why didn't I have a t-shirt for that? This is a kind of moment. Put this on. I just saved your life. And, uh, for the hot start of wrestling, I'm going to go. Hey, mate. How big is that hole in the car? <laughs> Isn't it big enough for you to go? No. <laughs> well, he's been Bunkle. The talent. The man of a thousand gimmicks. You're welcome. The baddest man. The baddest <laughs> man. The baddest man. In, in, in podcast wrestling. He's also built the boy. Signed, sealed, delivered. <laughs> the male man. Soon to be deceased. <laughs> Going down faster than the <laughs> Hey, we're hey, we're on the wall. Shenanigans, mate. We've got three. <laughs> um, I've been Coxie. You've been Bunkle. This has been the Lost Hour of Wrestling. JB. You've been listening. That's my <laughs> Absolute bad <laughs> Thank you very much.
amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. 